This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. And we are back for another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Jay Thompson here. To my right, Urban Fly Company's Mark Burns. Big man on the board, Chris Sims, in the house this week with us. Hey, he didn't miss anything last week. We just messed everything up. And uh, the man here in gobbles in his sleep, Jim Franklin. Uh, again, we want a quick apology for last week's podcast. That's about my fault. I muted Mark. I was tired of him. He wouldn't been here for a while, and I just the hell with it. So no, that's no, all. That's my fault. I, I should have known better. Uh, but hey, we're gonna everything this week. We're gonna recap on everything we missed last week. Uh, we're gonna catch up with Mark's fishing. Again, he had missed about a. He, we had missed a few weeks just because of uh, the weather and everything else, and. So he hadn't been in for a while. He's a lot of fishing to catch up on. Mark's turkey birds so far this week is uh, about uh, week three in the season. Uh, the F3T, we'll catch up with that and what we thought, the people we got to meet, and the fun we had. Um, we're going to have a little uh, Mark. Mark, we've been on some hybrids, and um, it's that kind of time of year. So uh, <coughs> Mark had a good hybrid day. We're going to do hybrid and striper. And Real Striper 101, I uh, will go over the things you kind of need to get started in that kind of fishing if you want to endeavor that way. And uh, Jim has an airing of grievances, and then we will go off the rails because there's being a lot of bourbon poured around this table. Uh, but before we get to all <laughs> that, who's a uh, sponsor of the show? Tonight, Mark? we got Sims Fishing. Check out their uh, new G4 lines all up for 2023. Yeti built for the wild. We got Arex, Freshwater, Saltwater, their lineup. I tell you what, for hybrids we've been talking about, they got a lot of probably a range of 6, 8, 10 hooks that are perfect for them. And we got Cortland Lines. Check out their uh, Striper's Run. They got Intermediate. They got a Blitz Intermediate with a Float. They got Sink 8. They got quite a lineup for uh, – for, and they, they switched over to a braid from the Mono. Yeah, the braid so no, Yeah. <clears throat> no more coiling. That's a big thing. Cold water with it. So – Good saltwater, freshwater striper line there. So something we, uh, you know, from Sims even, uh, Mark and I had them both on yesterday, is that Ways Point rain jacket. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I love that rain jacket. It's that time of year, you know. That's a great so rain jacket. Yes. You can pack yeah, it up in anything. Super lightweight. Yep, you can put that in a little bag, a you know, waist bag, anything. It's Damn, you put it in your pocket. Yep. But uh, and, and but it's it's durable, very durable. Uh, I've had mine for years, and it's it's held in there pretty well. Yeah, so we've had really a like couple, that. too, when we first got it. It's like, it wasn't like frog talk, but you can tell it's like super thin. You're like, man, is this thing really going to hold up? And you know, it's done well more than I thought it would. I've worn the crap out of that for a couple years now, and it's done extremely well. Yeah, it'll keep you dry. It's yeah. real lightweight, dries out quick in the wind. So I love it. He was cutting the wind for me yesterday. Mm -hmm. So helped me out a lot. I thought I'd dress too warm, and then the wind started up. And boy, did we... Uh, I put that thing on and didn't feel the wind another bit. But, uh, hey, who's the friends of the show? Friends of the show, we have Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Musky Fool, and the Nittany Valley Musky Alliance. Sweet. Well, Mark, we had talked about this a little earlier. You had, uh, you've had some good uh, fishing experiences Uh one guided uh, trip out there and a couple other uh, good trips um, with our buddies from Cortland we got to meet. Uh, tell us a little bit about them. Yeah. One of the trips, I got to take someone that's, I think it was his third trip now. 
He'd been on a guide trip and a couple on his own. Hadn't got a fish yet and brought his dad with him. He kind of done a little bit of steelhead and trout, but never anything anything major. So kind of started everything off by sitting there for about an hour, not even, maybe half an hour, kind of like getting the bearing straight and like the kid in the front, like, all right, here's what we're going to work on. We're going to do this, kind of walked him through what we're going to do. Dad in the back, you're going to slap it in the water, slap it behind you, and then fire it. <laughs> we're not going to... I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch you back there and then kind of quote, you know, work casting in. He did just fine in the back. So we got moving down through and just got started. Next thing I know, he's hooked up in the back of the boat. Like, all right, perfect. Got himself a decent little pike. Got a nice yellow river pig. Like, this will be perfect for the morning. It was still dark. Let him dredge that in the back. And he was. He just put on the bottom was just doing little strips with it. So he lands at, I don't know, maybe five minutes later. Hear him in the back of the again. He's like, Another fish. Here thrashing around, going at the top. Done a 20, about six, seven inch walleye. Nice. Like, all right, now we're off to a real nice start in the day. So keep on rolling through, and then that's kind of where it ends there. It's just nothing, nothing, nothing. And he's doing a good job. He's duking through. We're changing up quite a bit. When And the water's fishing well. That's kind of the weird part. Is everything's, it's not like if we were in bad position everything's lining up right we get to an area that's typically good smallmouth water and he's throwing a double and the next thing i know is oh and i look and i could just see like the white side and it looks like a giant smallmouth and i get the net next thing i know i look up and this fish turns sideways so here the thing goes some and eats coming straight at the boat he never feels it all he sees is this fish thrashing because at that point, the hook head went through, hooked on the back of the gill plate, and it's just gill flaring maybe 10 feet from the boat. And he has no idea at this point that he even hooked it because that's when he started to feel the fish. Did a great job with it, fought him well, kind of held him there, let him bulldog, gave him a little bit, pulled him right back. Finally got the new net in, so no more of the jacking around at the boat. Got the 94 Stowmaster, which made life just stupid easy. <laughs> oh, it's... Slides right up against the edge. You just lift it up. It's already right there. Boom, it folds open. You pull the handle, and you're just already in position, ready to net, all within, like, one motion. So nice and easy there, and probably a good 39, 40-inch fish. Nice. For a, for a first fish, it's a heck of a fish. Yeah. Literally went in, pulled the hook off the back of the gill plate, pulled the leader, boop, hook came right through. Awesome. Always that. got <clears throat> lucky on that one, and that's a situation there where had it been mono, it might have been one that would have got bit off because the whole leader was sticking in the mouth. But checked through, and it didn't even fray the wire. Nothing happened with it. I mean, it was it was still solid, but got ourselves some good pictures with them and sent it on the way. Always a good time if you know you're in the boat with your pops, get your first musky. He's up in the back catching a bunch of fish himself. Yeah. You know, those are always moments in life, even you don't you know don't get to pass up. So. Awesome, man. Yeah. So it was a nice, nice day on lunch, the water. Nice little shore lunch we and did. everything else. We had pulled pork that day. Oh, yeah. Pulled pork's kind of been like a a, a good staple one because it's, it's quick. And good. <laughs> and it's good, yes. But it's also, you know, I don't really want to sit there trying to, you know, I do sausages a bit, but they can be time-consuming, especially when it's windy. So switching to pulled pork a little bit, too. You should. Uh, you can't go wrong. Parbroil them. Mm, yeah. Parboil your sausages so they're done, uh, and then if it's just parboiled, none of none of the fat leaks out. 
so it's still a juicy sausage. And then all you got to do is heat it up, sear up the sides, and away you go. What I should do is get a red sauce, tomatoes and onions, cook it all the night before. And then just put it in a bag, dump the bag right in there. Mm, meal prepping. Warm it right up. Yeah. And it's done. You can make that in bulk, too, and get a bunch of And them. I think that's yeah. kind of one thing that I have learned from the last couple years of guiding is that's what I'm going to start doing. Just because of, you know, when you get into some bad situations with the wind, it's almost impossible to block. I mean, you just, you, it's just, it's blowing the fire. You can't keep it going. Everything's, it just, it doesn't work out well. So if you can do something like that, it's a little bit better. Yeah, and you we uh, we had pulled pork on our on our trip mm-hmm. two days later. No, it, that was a different one. I did. Oh sausage. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're the, right. The trip before that one, I did do sausage out there. Yep. Uh but yeah, no, that trip was like a week before that one. Yeah, I couldn't do pulled pork Wednesday and Friday. For oh. for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> no, I got to change it up. That's why I definitely didn't do pulled pork twice that week. Let the intestines have some rest there. I gotta give that a shot now. I'm telling you, it's. I had to finish off what I had there, but this bottle, I'm telling very, you, very what? Good. If you got hit with this thing, you're done. Oh dead. yeah, it's over. Oh, Life's dead. Over. You're dead. This is yeah, like dead. two bricks of a bottle. Don't let my wife know that's down here. <laughs> 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 he smashed himself over the head with his bottle. We got crafted Manhattan barrel finished cocktail from Jefferson's. It, it's pretty and damn good. Jefferson makes a decent whiskey. Yeah, and uh, you also brought a. I brought a half gallon of uh, Evan Williams bottled and bond because it's not expensive and it's tasty. Solid. Absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah. It's one of the wheelhouse type of things. Because we were running pretty low. I noticed you didn't give it back to me either when I handed it to you. No, I said, I'm just going to leave this right here. He he tucked (laughs) it away. But we we killed a lot of bottles uh, the last podcast that you guys heard. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's empties all over. That's really all over the place over here. It's yeah. fairly low proof, so Jay shouldn't be too, too bad later. It's only 68. Hey, yeah, it's not gonna, bad. We'll try to hang in there. I'll start to learn my earth by the end of this thing, I swear to God. Uh, yeah, if it was like over 100, that mic would be propping your forehead up. Uh, <laughs> as long as my nose just rests on it, I guess I got nothing out there. You're going to order just a meat-on-meat sandwich. <laughs> hey, if I fall asleep here, it'd be all right. I don't to, at least I don't have to go anywhere. So you had you had another trip before we went out. Yeah, that wasn't with anything. you, right? Mm, oh, no, you're talking no. about one. There wasn't I, I, any highlights. I or brought him up that one. I brought him a battery that day, but I wasn't. And I ran through that one. <laughs> no, nothing special on that one. That was a tough day. Yeah, nothing moving. But then uh, the Friday before F three T, we got to. Well, Mark and I met early, so the Cortland guys came down. Three of them came down, so we needed two boats. And the Cortland guys are Chris, Matt, Matt and, and Rooster. Rooster. Yep. Rooster. <laughs> so before <laughs> that was that's still, <laughs> so still before, crack up. Before they get there, Mark and I go out and fish in uh in my boat, and <clears throat> we we just go out and we the sun's coming up, so we decided to look for some smallmouth hunkering close to shore, and uh, we didn't see any, but I got a large mouth and I saw a hog. Of a muskie off the bow of the boat. We've got smallmouth flies on, no wire or anything. Mark threw a couple casts at it, but nothing. And then we came back and we met those guys, and they get out, and the one guy's like, "Yeah, my name's I don't know if he said Richard or Richie or whatever." And I'm like, "Rooster," 
And he goes, no, Richard. I'm like, no, it's Rooster now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all day, uh, I had Matt and Chris in my boat. And all day, we, we started calling him Rooster. And I, I hope to God it sticks. I, I really do. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, and th- those were some fishy dudes. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, they were, I they mean. They fished well and hard. That's well, one thing I say. Like, the guy I had on Wednesday, we fished the same area, and he was a really good stick. And having someone in the boat that, you know, when you're dealing with wind and shifting that knows what to do and how to get a fly out there and fish it well, boy, does that make a difference when you're musky fishing. Yeah, and our plan, Mark and I's plan, was to run about, what, 50 yards away from each other and just try to stay together. That lasted 10 minutes. Yeah, that wind was so bad. Uh, we were just shooting well, to coves. A 20-foot with a 150 floats a little different than a 15 with a 15 on it. It certainly does, mm-hmm. uh, and a little extra weight. Uh, but less, uh, those batteries, I ran those batteries for nine hours that day. Was that Yeah, nine hours. And they were still at 49%, which was those new lithiums, which was mm. awesome. So that, that pleased me. But we, we fished the best we could in that wind, but it was, it was tough. We, we changing flies, changing flies, and then uh, we hit our major, and then we started moving fish. We moved one, and then you guys moved one, and then we moved another one, and then we missed one. And then we went over to hit just trying to find secluded areas from the wind. And we got Chris into a nice little tiger. It was it was pretty cool. That was a beautiful fish. Yeah, oh, it was a gorgeous fish. fish. Yeah, it really was. I love tigers, man. The the patterns on those fish are always just so beautiful. Oh yeah, it w- it was a beautiful little fish. But when I brought the net up, I I grabbed my net. I've got the Stowmaster one twelve, and uh, the next day I filed off the edges because I caught one of those aluminum edges on my calf, ripped it right open. Okay. Ripped your calf open or your or your waders? My calf. Because I was wearing shorts. You were filleted open on this trip? Oh, boy. What was it, 900 fucking degrees? What day was that? Yeah, it was. That was a Friday before. It hit 80. 80? Oh, okay, yeah. I was in shorts at work, too. You're right. Yeah, yeah I remember hit, that day. It hit 80 or something. I mean, it was, it was hot. There were times where we were like, damn, it's hot for April. But yeah, it was a great day. We had a great time. Uh, I had to head back to get ready for the film tour, but you guys ended up going out and getting something to eat. And yeah, went and got some wings. They were good, too. The place is real good. Yeah, the place is real good. Mm-hmm. What place? The restaurant. The restaurant? Yeah. Near the place? The, the restaurant near the place. Down okay. under. <laughs> <laughs> Up the holler ways. I didn't know if it was in like a large, you know, little martyr metropolitan area, like mm. where, you know, here, mm. we're over where this guy lives. Yeah. We're close to that. Okay, great. Nothing special. The place. Eastern United States. Good States. Wings, the place. And then those guys went and did some trout fishing the next day. They did, too. I'm <laughs> I met up with them. I don't know. They'd probably already been there. I don't know, maybe an hour, 45 minutes. I stayed there for probably 15 minutes. It was cold then. I was freezing. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and watch guys nymph. But they were mowing fish. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes I was there, they probably caught eight or 10. And they got a wild brown. Yeah. Which is sweet. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, out of a nice little creek. Yep. In the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Somewhere. Eh. Creek. Yeah. 
It's a nice place. Uh, I I only heard, and Mark told me it was even better than what I had heard. So I was so impressed. I'd never been there, yeah. and I was yeah, I was pretty impressed with those nice waters. Yeah, I fishy just, water. I wish you could float it. Yeah, I might. We we'll just have I to take a walk there. Yeah, he said no floating. Yeah, I don't think it's floatable. I really <clears> don't. But it would be awesome to float. Where Jim's got to pony up. What's that? Get that two man. Yeah, I got to get a two man. I want a two man. Two man might do it. A clacker might do it. If no. you could lift, like the only nice thing about having a two man is you could lift it a lot easier than you're going to lift a three man. Yep. And if you just pack light, because you know what you're fishing for, trout, you don't yeah. need a. F- you just get up and walk it over. Yeah. The you don't ripples. need seven bags where minimal, everybody's putting. Their, no, yeah, let's let's tackle, weight this go. thing. Let's not weight this thing down. Let's make it easy enough for us to just pick up over all kinds of stuff because we made those mistakes before. And I've, you know, even lugging my little boat around. But once you get a little water in it, everybody's shit in it. You know, the anchor on the back. Now you're talking, you know, 175 pounds. Yeah. Still sucks and to lift. S- and you're still not at my boat dry. No, no. you're And yours, yeah, yeah yours is that's delta way craft. heavier. Yeah. That's fun loading that thing in yeah, and that, out on some yeah. of the places. That's that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's heavy. So uh, that that was it for for my fishing. I, basically, I really guided those guys most of the day. I didn't do, I think I might have fished for like an hour. I moved the first fish, which was cool. But uh, I moved that fish. And so those guys do their social media stuff. So they do, they're their content creators. So they're taking pictures. And they're like, why don't you get up there and fish? Well, I moved that fish. Uh, and I told Matt was taking pictures. And I said, Matt, you're getting back up here. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't drive from Syracuse to come down here and watch me. And take pictures. Yeah, land a fish. So get back up here. And that didn't work out well for Matt. But Chris got a fish. Hey, man. <laughs> You know, it's awesome that they got to see a fish. And, uh, man, we'll talk a little more about them in our F3T uh, segment there because they were there as well. And getting to hang out with them there was fun as well. And that's where I get to meet those guys. And, yeah, boy, just seemed like some super swell guys. And they just knew just about that. Like, they they're knew about their it. Craft, yeah, man. they're so about they it. They were so craft. about it. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah, they do. They know every line in and out and everything. Younger dudes, too, man. Yeah, very young guys. That's the way to get in. If you're going to get in it, stay young and single and kid-free for the rest of your life and get into the biz and have a good time with it. Matt's got a kid. Or Chris, I, Chris just, has got I'm a kid. I'm just joking. Just joking. No, but it's true. Nobody can stay young. Nobody's <laughs> more likely not going <laughs> to stay Joking or not, it's yeah. totally true. Yeah. I mean, I always <laughs> tell every young man I meet, hey, stay single, young, and uh, kid-free for the rest of your life. Don't be yeah. a fool. Wrap up your tool. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Jim, uh, speaking of tools, you're using a different tool than the fly fishing rod. You're using the shotgun. Yeah, actually. Uh, I want to hear some turkey bird talk, man. It's that time of year. And I, when I see the the weather start to change like this, I even talked about it with Mark on the boat a little bit last night or yesterday. You got that speckled green all through yeah, the woods. Yeah, you just, it, it's, it just feels like turkey season. And if mm-hmm. you sit through the woods in a whole turkey season, you get to see it turn from you know, a lot of a lot of woods you can see to no woods you can see because it, it just fills up with green so fast. Yeah, you go from late season brown to everything's lush in a matter of, you know, a few short weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're sitting out there, it's awesome. Oh, man. And I love I always love uh, and next week. I'll be next week. I'll be out. I, I told my wife she's she'll, she'll be off. So I'll be out turkey hunting next weekend. Uh, just man, I love being out there at four in the morning and getting here. The woods wake up. Yep. Hear everything come alive. You hear a turkey gobbling off on a limb somewhere. You know, you see some deer walking through. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, 
I as much as it kind of affects the turkey hunting, I love the rainy mornings like this, especially with everything now starting to you know butt up and it's turning green and it's just it's everything's mm. peaceful, quiet. And you hear turn the turbid. fish on finally. We needed that bad. Yeah, we needed some water for sure. This is all the rain that we need to get some floats in here pretty soon. There's still not enough. I know. There's no, nowhere near enough. We're going to get some snow on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah awesome. Perfect <laughs> for the birds. Perfect for the birds, right? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a fun time turkey hunting. So, but um, recapping on what I've been up to here out in the woods, um, turkey season opened up in Ohio in some of the different zones a week ago. So everything else opened on Saturday with Pennsylvania. So I took advantage of the early season. I ended up uh, having a swing and a miss on a tom, you know, the well, second you, day. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. A swing and a miss is a, a three swings yeah, it was and a three, swing three and a miss. misses. But um, You struck the fuck out. Yeah, totally Sorry. did. Bird's dead. It was coyote food that, that following afternoon for, you know, the weary predator wandering around the woods. But um, ended up missing that bird. And, uh, which I'm glad I went and I repatterned the gun and, uh, used a different box of shells and I got a completely different pattern than, than what I had out of the previous one. So we asked about that in the last podcast. Cause I asked, like, even we talked about what guns, uh, you were using. Cause you said you were using that. Tw- are you, yeah. were you going still with the 20 gauge? I was then? still going to run. I was still running the 20 gauge. Okay. I switched up the shells. I went from <clears throat> Remington's. I went to the Longbeard XRs. So Longbeard XRs, I mean, it's holding a lot tighter, especially, you know, past that 25 to 30 yard range i got definitely a lot better kill radius on it than i did with the remingtons so switched out my shells but went out this morning and you know the weather's being what it is you know it's super cold in the morning you got rain first thing right off the rip at first light and just it was a quiet morning and so are you still heading uh out uh west further than here no, 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 no. That's uh. Are you hunt- more local today? Uh, I'm hunting in my hometown. I, uh, okay. I have access to a couple properties that are like five minutes from my doorstep, so that makes it a lot easier getting up in the morning whenever the Trumbull County zones and you know the rest of those zones are open over in Ohio. I know you said you were heading over with your dad to a little further uh, yeah, west for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and having in, uh, some fun up there. Yeah, up, up closer towards like Geauga Lake area, up in mm-hmm. that area. You know, going a little bit further out. But um, now that the zones are open a little bit closer towards me, I mean, my dad, and he's got his own hunting crew up there, so, I mean, he's going to be doing his thing pretty quick with them. But um, I love having that little bit of property really, really close because it just, you go out, you know the whole layout of it. It's, you know, it's home base. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time there. Uh, Wednesday I'm off again, you know, don't go to work, so don't have to go to the office, so I'm going to go ahead and try to kill bird. Hopefully the weather will be a little bit better Wednesday from what I'm seeing so far, so. So are you only allowed to spend till noon in the woods right now? Only until noon. And that's Ohio And then as well? uh, there's a certain point, I want to say it's like the last two weeks of the season, they uh, they run and gun it. They'll do it all day. So what you're telling me is we're going to go meet Mark and uh, Chris for the evening fish on Wednesday? Yeah, I'm done at noon, man. I can only hunt turkeys till noon. I'm off work at, uh, I'll drive from work to there. I got the rest of the day, man. We could do that. Awesome. Okay. Is that all right? We'll probably just meet you guys up there then. Are you all right with that? I'll do, you it. do that. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that in the evening, right? Mm. Two guys can fit on the boat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll drag some old man along with uh, me if I can, if you don't mind. Awesome, yeah. Get that old man out there. He would be mm. uh, just fucking elated. I got a feeling <coughs> Wednesday's going to be tough, though. Hey. Yeah, they're 
cold. I, I haven't seen the wind forecast yet, but. Yeah, we're going to be hard-pressed to see Fish Wednesday, but oh, we'll duke it fish. out. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, if you guys see him in the morning, we'll be there. If you haven't, maybe we're we won't. We're not going until evening. Oh, well, then we yeah. go. There we go. Maybe we'll just, yeah, that'd be Try fun. Try to at least get it to warm, but when you're talking 45. Yeah. yeah. I I'm mean, they're going to be there. You're just going to have to you might have to dress pony up. up and yeah. I uh since I'm leaving for uh over 24 hours next Wednesday, I couldn't do a full day. So I have to take I have to take Xavier to school and I might go put in an hour or two of work and Wait, I I just heard you guys were going and figured hey, that'd be a fun time. Yeah. Not to make plans on on the air, but here we are. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> have you uh so if you go turkey burden in the morning on Thursday or Wednesday, you know, uh, you, you know, buddies are coming with you. No, no friends. You just hanging out by yourself. Have you had your kid out lately or yeah, what? Well, I mean, like I said, I was planning on letting my uh, son possibly be ill from his school on Wednesday. So I could definitely. Man, my dad used to do that for me all the time. During my dad steelhead did too. Season. My dad did too. I've told this story on this podcast one time, not to interrupt it. This is a good one, though. I skipped school when I was probably 16, 17, you know. Dad's like, dude, it's going to be great tomorrow. I'm like, it's going to be great tomorrow. We got to go. We got to go. I'd be there. You know, I was going myself at this point. So we go, and uh, we're there. First guy's there. We're fishing, catching fish, you know, already. And two guys come down, and I'm not even paying attention to who they are. Next thing you know. Thompson, aren't you supposed to be in school? It's one of the teachers from the school. <laughs> I said, You're Mr. Kidding. Pickna, aren't you supposed to be in school? <clears throat> and he, he's like, yeah. And it was uh, two of the track coaches, my track coaches, uh, Mr. Pickna <laughs> and uh, Coach Hal. And uh, we never said word of it. Me and me and Mr. Nice. We all we all caught all four of us caught a ton of fish. Had a great time that day. We skipped school, both me him, and him. And you know. That's just moments you just don't get back. He did. He knew what he was happening, knew. and you know, hundred percent. Like your your knew. kid won't get this day back with his dad. You know, that's just. I think it's just a little more. He's gonna learn more out there in the woods to do than he would in school anyway. My dad did that for me once. Uh, I was in seventh grade, and I was in class, and at the announcement over the, the all the middle school was, Chris Sims come to the office. Chris Sims come to the office, and I'm like, oh crap, I got caught doing something. So I go down there, and my dad's in there, and he's like, did you forget about your doctor's appointment? And I went, I must have. He's like, well, I'm here to take you. So we go downstairs, and I'm like, Dad, what the hell's going on? I, I don't remember my doctor's appointment. He's like, your hunting clothes are in the car. Uh, <laughs> Gary knows where they just let the birds out for pheasant season, and we're going to go out and hunt pheasants. And that, that was, it was the only time it ever happened, but I remember – Every moment of it since I was, you know, I was 13, so that's many years ago. Yeah. <coughs> All the years. Oh, 30 years. It's embedded forever, yeah. man. Longer than yeah. Jim's been alive. Probably. Yeah. Uh, whoa. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that hurts me. But, uh, yeah, awesome memory. Awesome memory. So, so he's going to get sick Wednesday. So, yeah, yeah I think he's going to, you know, have a and case of the shits on Wednesday. And he's going to have a great memory with the dead. Yeah, I gotta get him a bird, man. That's that's all he want, all he talks about, and he loves turkey hunting. Last year, it hooked him. So, I mean, if he's willing to go, I'm gonna take advantage of it while he wants to do it and make it a thing for him. For hopefully, he'll just keep doing it even long after I'm gone. Pass it on to his kid. 
Awesome. You know, if you make it, and that's I. It's one thing I always appreciated. You know about about my pops was, you know, you just never make the time too big for the kid. You know, you never make the spot too big for take your kid. You know, no, just take him with you. Mm-hmm. If shit happens, shit happens. But you gotta take them because they'll appreciate it later. I do now. I fishing was like a chore to me as a kid. It truly was. My dad drugged me out there all the time, and all my buddies were out there with him. Him, I'd be sleeping in the car. He's out there with Chad and all my other friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> like, and I appreciate it so much now. You know what I mean? In comparison to you know, and just the, any of the moments, you just it's it's you take them all in. It's getting a lot easier to to take him out and do do things now because he is getting older. I mean, he's, yeah, he's gonna be twelve. So I mean, he's he's fully capable of handling his own. I mean, he could shoulder his own gun, shoot it. I mean, he knows gun safety i mean he's he's an intelligent kid at this point i don't have to worry about too much so you i would, think uh i think you, this year i might might try putting him in a tree stand by himself and then me going and getting in a different tree stand well in the last podcast you explained uh how responsible he was being about waking up on his own go ahead yeah uh he uh he surprised the hell out of me um you know his mom told him flat out you know with her work schedule she wasn't getting up that early to wake him up so if he wanted to go turkey hunting he had to set his own alarm he had to get up on his own and get dressed and go out so for both of those mornings for the youth season i took him he was like clockwork he called me at 4 a.m i was ready you know i was already getting ready myself so he answered the phone he goes dad i'm up i'm ready i'm getting ready to get in the shower Are you getting ready to shower? i'm like yeah i'm getting in the shower so, but I was impressed. I told him to be ready at five, and both days he there he is standing at the door, ready at five. That's like I'm hoping. Okay. That's awesome. What's he got going on Wednesdays from here on out? Wednesdays <laughs> from here on out. Hopefully, he yeah. gets a bird this uh, this sick day. Maybe he'll show up on time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> huh? Would you not show up on time? No, I've been on time. I was early last time. You were early last time. Like you had a string running for a while. I was two minutes. I was two minutes late. I, and I called and said I was going to be two minutes late. Dog, five minutes early, life's great. That's all you got to do. Just remember that. Five That's minutes it. early, he, life's he said, great. He said, oh. <laughs> I said, I'm going to be 15 minutes later than I thought I was going to be because my wife's not off work yet and I'm still here with my kid. Like, oh. <coughs> I'm like, all right, I'll be there. Oh, okay. Mark and I usually race to see who can be the earliest of the time that he and I meet. We but always pull we'll in go like through identical <laughs> times. We'll go through this later. But I told Mark, this is the situation. I want to fish. No, it worked out good because I stripped my reels in the parking lot and switched them over. And like after the morning was like, I don't like how this is or this is. I want this line on this rod. So I just peeled everything off in the parking lot and cut them and redid them. Worked out good. The only time I was late was when there was an accident on my road. Oh, that's when we had to take that dirt road. Remember that? Oh. Oh, I'm glad we've never had taken that in there again because that road was bad. Dude, that was the worst. The worst. So now you know, kids. Not we're on time. So the next ne- next few weeks, where are you expecting? You expecting the it to heat up a little bit? Are you expecting it to cool down? What do you think is going to happen in the turkey world? Well, I'm hoping with all of this rain that we have coming through. I mean, by the midpoint of next week, it does seem like it's going to clear up, and you do see you know temperatures starting to rise. I just hope for those couple days where we're going to have next some weekend. Sun. 
Oh man, yeah, next, next weekend, weekend fifty nine, sixty five, sun yep. both days. Them birds are going to be going. That's what I, mm-hmm. that's what we need the sun right now. I've noticed that over the years, turkey hunt like because we get it every single year. I mean, you're going to have the rain days, you're going to have the super clear days, and I've noticed that they are way more vocal on those sunny days than they are, are any time. But now, I've also had one instance where I didn't hear anything all morning, and then it started raining, and it was like the woods <laughs> lit up. So, I mean, you just never know. You got to catch them at the right time. But I've noticed that they're definitely more vocal whenever it's sunny versus whenever it's raining and cloudy and stuff. You, you ever, uh, oh, go ahead. You ever heard them gobble to thunder? Oh, yeah. I have not. Dude, not personally, no. That's nuts. When I, when I used to turkey hunt, if we were out in a thunderstorm, <laughs> that thunder would crack and those gobblers would respond to the thunder. Well, and speaking st- even of that, do you use a, you know, like when you come into the woods, are you using a crow call or anything like that, an owl, who call to maybe be like an indicator call I'll just y- to see where a bird is, or are you coming in just straight? And uh, I have another question after this one, so keep going. Well, um, is, I try to try to do as much of the prep work as I can going into it. So as far as like roosting birds, I really try to roost every single bird that I can. So that means I'll use an owl call. So you go in, you know, right at mm-hmm. dusk. Yeah. Get them, hit a box call, get them calling just to hear them on the ground and put them right up in a tree with an owl call. And it, it's like as soon as you hit that owl call and they can hear that, it, you can hear them fly up into the trees. Mm-hmm. So at, then at that point, I mean, you got a good, all right, I know the birds are right there. So you go back in the following morning and then you just set up and just get ready for the fly down. You got to try to mimic that, that hen flying down out of another tree that's close by and get that bird to slip up and come over to you. Oh, sure. That's especially, and that's a very, uh, I, we use that in the fall, that technique, even as much yeah. as in the spring, you know what I mean? If you know the birds are in the area. On the fly like, down, especially over calling, you mm-hmm. can really hurt yourself really quick on the fly down. Oh, yeah. So. Just a couple clucks. Cluck here and there. Yep, cluck, here cluck, and there, here cluck, and there, man. A couple cluck. purrs, yep, maybe yep. cut a little bit, if, but uh, don't raise that. Don't Mm-mm. increase the octaves no, no, yet. No, no, uh, That's awesome. Uh, see, that's good That's good turkey talk. I like that turkey talk. That gets my heart road pumping for next weekend. <laughs> uh, I know. I got a spot uh, just around the corner uh, with my brother-in-law. Uh, his, his, uh, between him and his uncle and his dad, they own like, I don't know, around 50, 60 acres in there. And his neighbor, he'll be out there too, but I have my own little area where I go to and I'm out of everybody else's way and seen and heard lots of birds and Adam, my brother-in-law, he moved out of the spot yesterday and had to go to uh, <clears throat> his uh, opening day for his son's t-ball in Little League, and uh, he bumped he bumped one that didn't, he came in silent, didn't even know it was there. So, you know, maybe I'll get lucky and get to see one being a little more active next weekend there. Right. Um, be weary. Be going back to you, though, like, have, go ahead. I was going to say, be weary of those silent birds, man. Because especially if you know that you have an older age structure of your birds, those older toms, nine times out of ten, they're not going to make a peep. Because one, they're used to being preyed on by a coyote. So if they're making noise on the floor of the forest in the morning, they're just a sitting duck. So And two, they've been, I'm sure dumb. they've been shot at before. Mm-hmm. So, um, But you having a 12-year-old... Or a younger, you know, younger kid with you. I know how my daughter is. She's nine, you know, and she's an only child. She she sits pretty well, you know. She can entertain and self entertain, and she's a you know pretty. But she moves. So having a kid in the woods, are you always in a blind, or are you just camoing the hell out of your kid and tell them don't fucking move an inch or what? what what's going on? Uh, for the most part, I mean, 
I mean, my kid's a fidget, you know, he's constantly moving, he's twitching, you know, so he's definitely, he's not ready for a run and gun. He's definitely got to be in a blind, but I mean, he does well in a blind. I mean, when we're moving through the woods, I mean, if, you know, if we got dropped down, for example, like we left the blind the second day of the youth season and we seen a bird on the walk out and, you know, I went, there's a bird and he was like a ninja. He was laying on the ground in like full prone position. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You got to get up I'm like turkeys <laughs> over there. But I mean, he's pretty attentive to it, but yeah, got to definitely keep him in a ground blind for now, man. He's just, he's, he can't sit still yet. He's still at that age. Do you, uh, decoys? Yeah, I run decoys too. I use the, uh, the Montana, the fold, the collapsibles. Mm-hmm. So they fold up real tight. You get, they got a little strap system that's on them and then they fit right in the game pouch on my vest. So perfect. Awesome. Heck yeah. That's the way to go. Get them out there. I like watching a decoy get, you know, attacked. Oh, I or... love watching a decoy <laughs> get destroyed. <laughs> never. I've, I've watched it a couple times and I've never got a shot on the bird that was doing it, but I don't know. Have you ever shot one bird when two of them came in and had the other bird start kicking the shit out of the other one? No, but heard of it happening. I've had it happen one time huh. to me. And the way that Ohio works is you're only allowed one bird per day. So I had to get up and chase the bird off of my other bird so I can grab it and leave with it. Can't <laughs> shoot it. Can't shoot two in one go on over in Ohio. So, Well, hey, we got all the turkey bird talk out of us. You, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go next week. Got me all fired up. Oh, dude, it's um, a good time, man. I, the, the weather's going to be there for it, so you're going to have a good time. We're running about 40 minutes. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with some F3T talk and uh, some hybrid talk. Hey, we're coming back at you with the F3T in Franklin. Uh, our buddy Chris over here, he put on a, a wonderful, wonderful event. I had a great time. Um, Tell us a little bit about it, what went into it, and uh, you know how you thought it turned out. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you saying it was a good time because I, I had a blast. Uh, the problem with running an event like that is that while it's happening, you have to run it. So I didn't get to hang out as much as I want and talk to all the people I want. But turnout was really pretty good. For our, for our first time doing it, uh, I was very happy with the turnout. The... It was funny, like, we said it, it goes from 2 to 5, the pre-event, the expo. I mean, people were showing up at 10 to 2, 2 o'clock. I mean, it was hopping at 2 o'clock already. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was surprised. It was full right off the bat. Yeah. I was real surprised, which was awesome. And so we had, what did we have, 26 different prizes? I mean, we had... We had a nice selection. Yeah. We... We had too many prizes for the amount of people that showed up, uh, which was great. Uh, but I mean, there was a, and we had a lot of prizes. And then the Cortland guys donated two fly rods, fly rod combos, which was awesome. So it was a fly rod, a reel, and a line. And they donated two of them. I tell you what, that one guide one, not the fair play. I didn't mess with that. I don't know how it is, but the guide one had an eight foot four weight. Put like a little dry fly on, which is really like a little tester fly, light one. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little stick for the money. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was out there practicing. There was a ton of room out there to cast, and you had the street shut down. But I walked right over in the side where the grass was. What a nice little four-way. Yeah. Oh, I was I was real nervous getting Speaking started they because. five foot. <clears throat> was it a five foot two? A, a five foot two. That yeah. they had us go out there and cast. And oh my gosh. 
Rooster caught a fish on that thing. Oh, is he it funny watching him? He's like high sticking <laughs> in it. He's just like horsing it up and down. It was funny. Man, I would love that for my daughter on the Brookie streams. Yeah, I have a I have a seven and a half foot two weight, and I love it for Brookies. Yeah. yeah, it's a sweet rod. But we, we shut the street down thinking that it was, or hoping it would be a nice day, and all morning it rained, and I was pretty nervous. But like right at 2 o'clock when the event started, the rain stopped. And people were out in the street casting different fly rods, trying different fly, fly rods from Cortland. Cortland was out there demoing stuff. And then my, uh, my buddy Jim Williams came, and he was doing some casting instruction. And, and it was awesome. He had a lot of people cu- fly curious come over and, and try to learn how to cast. And it, he brought a couple rods and a hula hoop, so they had something to aim for. It was really cool. A lot of, people, a lot of people were out there. Yeah, there was we, a lot of people in talking, like just like asking questions, like us and to myself, because mm-hmm. I was in setup right beside Cortland, and just a lot of Q and A and going on. It was nice. I mean, it was constant people in there, just yeah. curious. It was it was really cool. We had a couple vendors bail day of, which was kind of disappointing, but it happens. Uh, but we had Victorian City Art and Frame. She runs the f- uh, Kyla runs the uh, frame shop in Franklin. She sold a couple prints, and nice. she she did actually really well. Uh, Mark was set up there. One of the cool things, too, I was going to say, is there was a, quite a few people that were like, okay, we have this here. What do we do with it? Right. So it was nice to kind of get people like that that like, knew it was there. They were interested in the fishery because there's multiple fisheries in that little area right there. There really are. And they're like, how do I work with this? What do I do? So it was kind of like, okay, point them in some directions. You can go here and do this and do this. You can take these flies and these situa- you know, in this situation, do this and this. So there's a lot of people just curious as to like, what? How do I? I've done this and I've, I fish for steelhead, or I've, I've done a little bit of trout, or I've done some smallmouth. What do I do, or where do I go around here? So it was nice to kind of get them people that already knew it and wanted to utilize what they had in front of them because they all live, a lot of them live locally. Oh yeah, and they were bringing up the, you know, they were bringing up the places, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we were just, yeah. you know, kind of leading them in the right direction and the places they already. You know, they'd been I there. Knew. They'd been there before. Yeah, exactly. They just needed help. Yeah, they just yeah. needed you know the I right direction. I don't want a whole lot more vendors there, but I think a fly shop being there with rods and reels for sale, uh, and maybe a couple pair of waders and some flies. I really think they would have done very well because there were a lot of people that were asking me, "Be like, do any of these guys sell rods? Do, do they sell any of this stuff?" And I was like, "Unfortunately, a, a fly shop couldn't make it," but. It was awesome. And the venue, I know I talked it up the last couple of weeks, but that place is so cool. It was awesome. Oh, man. I mean, it, it's, it's wide open. Oh, and we had MLH Distillery out of Grove City. They were uh, giving samples and everything while they were there. Uh, and we had Bodine's Hot Dogs, which was really Oh, the, the, my <laughs> God. The savior of the event. Oh. <laughs> I had a breakfast sandwich and a hot dog, and I was like, oh, I'm going back. And it was like an hour later, I went back and got a few more hot dogs. They were just, wow. Yeah, that. I'm a chili oh, and cheese beef dog? guy. Yeah. Holy crap. That was like a hot dog. Like, typically, you get a hot dog, and you eat a couple of them, and you kind of get that, like, eh, and you, where you're like, I don't really know how much more. That was like a hot dog you ate, and you're just like, man, I really want another. And you don't really get that with dogs. You're just yeah. like, well, like, I want another one that's bad. It was super good. So I played basketball in high school with him and his brother. And a couple of years ago, he bought uh, a hot dog cart off somebody that tried to do it but didn't try real hard, right? So it, it failed. 
and, and Ryan bought this hot dog cart and he he's doing burgers and hot dogs and breakfast sandwiches and he's killing it. He's in town for our farmers markets on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Oh, he had to do dang good. <laughs> oh, he did. They did great. Oh, I know he took at least more. Like he took like twenty five off me alone. Yeah, I was out there a few times cleaning clocks. Oh, yeah. dude! Oh, yeah. I think I had five chili cheese dogs and an egg sandwich. Well, that's where we <laughs> yeah, yeah. we seen I old man Jay chili. over there again. Oh, oh my yeah. god, that was the greatest. We're walking by and Jim's like, "Dude, that's Jay, like old man Jay when he gets older." And I turn I'm like, "Oh my god, it does look like Jay, like twenty years." And then like five minutes later, here comes Jay walking down. I'm like, "Oh my god, it was Jay." <laughs> <laughs> I'd give me a couple of chili cheese and oh, dogs. You know, I just turned around. Two and my drunk ass. Jim, he's double fisting hot dogs come waddling down the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. But had, it was had it, to have something. It was perfect. It was the perfect food. Now, the brewery sure asked, was. the brewery said, hey, do you want us to set up a buffet or have all sorts of stuff? And I was like, you know what? I mean, you can, but I don't think I don't think it's going to work out for well for you. And we have Bodine coming, and like I know they have sandwiches, so they make sandwiches at their main facility. Okay, that, is that's what that's what I was. And then ask. they bring them down because so we, they make them in the morning, and they bring them down for. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because we we ordered sandwiches afterwards, yeah. and Jim's like, "Oh man, he just took that thing out of the cooler and put it in." I'm like, "Yeah." And then they brought it out and we started eating them. Like, oh my oh god! My fire! God. Yeah. Fire, dude! Super dude, they're good. Cuban is that's what, that's what I fire. that's what I got was a Cuban. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. So yeah. So they make all that stuff that day and they bring it down to the to that facility because there's a at Trails One their original brewery they've got a wood fired pizza oven. Yeah, so, we went there. We went there uh, not you know thinking it was there at first. Uh, PJ and I and sat down at the bar and had a. Uh, I think everybody had a beer. beer you yeah, know, there we had a, we had a beer there. You know, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody. That's no, cool. Did. Either way, I well, before had, it had a good beer there and then came down to you guys because I was yeah. like, before Are you guys started, here? I called him and I was like, I guess I don't know where I'm going either. And we I was really like, early. This is good. Yeah, they are working hard with Google to make sure that Trails Two is its own venue. If you look it up, it, yeah, like you get nothing. You got to yeah. like really Well, but really how look for how it. whenever you're typing in so, trails to AO1 and 2 is it going to separate though because it's always going to bring up one. Because they are marketing it with Google as Trails 2, not Trails to Ales 2. So if you type in Trails to Ales 2, those keywords will bring up Trails 2. Yeah. So that's what they're pushing with Google, but they're fighting with Google right now to say, "Oh, I these, know how that goes." These these are separate. You need to make them their own Google Map em, uh, implements. Now Apple has them separated, which blows. Man, yeah, me that away. makes total sense. Because once I put the two in, like after you messaged me and I couldn't find you sent before you sent me the pin, I typed in and I put two in and it brought it and that showed it right there. They're like, so close it. together. Yeah, <coughs> I yep, mean, two if you're, walk. I mean, you are literally, unless you're in a rascal or on a rascal, you can make it in. I mean, oh no, two time minutes? at all. Yeah, two what minutes. About, so it doesn't really matter. Around? But it's I don't know. Well, hover <laughs> around, you might be able to get there real quick though. They probably beat me. It's a super super cool venue, and I know I talked about it before, but now that you guys have got to experience the be- the beer wall, it's fantastic. Yeah, I oh. wanted. Yeah, I want to get to this. Let's let's talk about the beer wall. It's so you go to the bartender and you can say, hey, I want to preload my card with X amount of dollars or leave it open. Which, That's what I said. Yeah. I just said, leave her open. Yeah. And a drunk, you know, drunk like me. So the bar has mixed drinks and, you know, they'll, they'll make you a Manhattan or an old fashioned whatever. Uh, but 
the far wall of the brewery has 15 taps on the wall. Mm, I think it was more. I, I, th- I think I counted. It them. might be more. I think it was but, more. And there's an NFC reader between two taps, maybe three taps. So you put your card in that NFC reader. Yeah, and every you, three taps has a card reader. Yes. Yep, and you put the card in, and then you pour your beer. Yeah, almost like it's like if you were going to uh, get into a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Like if you're getting your hotel room key card, you just slip this card like you're about to open a door into the little thing, and then you can pour whatever beer you want. Jay, yeah. Jay and got it, uh, too infatuated with watching the money counter go up <laughs> and uh, overflowed <laughs> a few cups. I didn't so. overflow a couple cups. I, I overflowed one cup. Jay's going. It's hey, not a casino. Man. I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not, man. I'm not, man. I'm not losing that much money yet. I'm not losing, okay. Well. And think of the margins for them too. Like if a bartender overfills a cup, that's just money thrown away. But if you're paying for a cup that you overfill, or you're getting too much head. That's on you. That's, True. You, know, that, you, yeah. you have bought that out. The other right? situation where when they were packed, like even later we'll get to it, but when we came back uh, after the film tour and they were packed like that, packed. you know what the nice thing is? You can just go up and pour a beer and you don't have to in the, sit in a line in the nice part yeah. where there are three bartenders and those women are working their sacks off for lines of people and you're waiting and that always sucks. Because now it, now it becomes a... Now I stood in line all night to get a fucking beer kind of night, and that kind of does. Yeah, we suck. went and got. And food. now you can get your fucking beer and enjoy your friendship. And I'll, you'll, I'll, I know I'm, I'm get you right, but you know you could go and get yeah. your beer and enjoy and go right back and just be right here with your friends. That's how it was with bartenders because it was nice. You can go up and order food and get whatever. I mean, I, I wasn't drinking, so you can go up and get a drink, yeah. walk right in, right out. And they're not pouring beers, exactly. and they're like, "What do you want?" Hold on, there pour- hold yeah. On. Yeah, it's for 18 million people in front of you grabbing drinks. Really good idea. It's yeah, a great. It is a great idea. And it's uh, a great system. Do they have that at the other one too, or is it just that? They one? don't. I learned my lesson on that thing. So what I should have done, I grabbed a big cup in the first place, and I should have grabbed a small cup because even the thought process at the shop for a long time we had a keg was smaller cup. You pour more often, but it's always cold. Nice beer in your hand. Very small, 12 ounces. I grabbed the big cup. So I was pouring bigger beers. And they're getting colder sitting there. Warmer. You know, and, and warmer. And, and I could have enjoyed probably lesser more often. Right. Which would have been fine because I could just walk right over there and it wasn't too yeah. far. Where and there's from almost- where Mark was pinned right against the damn thing. So we were hanging out at his, you know, his... Um, uh, table. Everybody was trying to steal my piglets off the table. Yeah, and, and oh. we did that on purpose. We I put didn't the vendors one. by the beer on purpose. Yeah, so, if walk you, by. so if you had to go get a beer, yeah. you had to walk by the vendors and, and get engaged. It made perfect sense, <laughs> and it worked perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I was engaged. We were engaged. Like Market said earlier, we were engaged with yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. I yeah. noticed uh, also too, like if you hung out close to the taps, if you were that shady person, so many people leave their card. In that machine and walk away. Well, oh, later in the do. night they did. We oh, turned. We man. turned. Oh, man. We turned three in. Yeah. Yeah, that was good of you because you could have. We could have partied. Yeah. You could have really ruined partied. somebody's yeah. night. Yeah, but I. <laughs> you start because the beers aren't cheap. We're going with karma on this one. You go. You know. You get a little older, and yep. you know that could be. I. I could have forgot that. I'm an idiot too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that could be my card. So you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, Make a bad night for anybody. Yeah, so the expo, I think, went really well. Uh, nobody really snuck. The only person that snuck by me, and you're not going to fucking believe this, was Pat Lombardo. 
He went right in and sat down by me. That's why. But like he sat at the table with the Cortland guys. And I was chatting. watching like strangers and people I know. I'm like, hey, come check in. How in the fuck did Pat Lombardo <laughs> sneak by you? And he's going to yell at me tomorrow morning for saying that. Oh, he's going to be listening. But, <laughs> that's oh, I love old, him. And that he's, the, one of our, he's one of our best buddies. And that was the only guy that I know got by. And I was like, I looked <laughs> over and I'm like, fucking Pat's here? How did I not see Pat walk in? That's like you Pat, sneaking by somebody. Pat and I are doppelgangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big guy sneak by. He's he's light yeah, on his toes. He I is was, light on his toes. I was shocked. Isn't he came it, over to the table. Isn't it like a nature's instinct that you have to notice another <laughs> large gentleman in a room? Yes. But it was it was great. So I left the expo a little early to go set up at the theater, get my computer set up, uh, and. <laughs> they had somebody so we and they got all the prizes over to the theater and then we started the show and to be perfectly honest the films were all beautiful uh the editing was good the production was good but i wasn't terribly impressed with the shows uh some some were awesome the fly lords one was good fly lords did a really good yeah show. yeah uh my favorite was the tarpon on the surface all day. That was, Videography that was, was good on that. Yeah, and there's my is there favorite. anything better than watching tarpon crush a surface fly? That that was that was cool. But uh, <clears throat> Mark was reminding me because I you know I was at this point I was pretty loose, but uh, I do remember the the older woman. Uh, that, from New York. Yeah, that one really struck me, and we'll probably I'll probably remember that one forever. That was the Dorado video. That was the she went for all kinds of different stuff, yeah. and she like conquered some of the things that she wanted to fulfill her. Uh, she had cancer, survived. Her husband had cancer, did not survive, and you know they had kind of plans on what they wanted to do, and she went out and kind of fulfilled. And she's out there smoking cigars. Laying f words on the oh she's a dude she's she, our, she was my spirit animal. oh yeah exactly. she was laying f words on the line like it was like like she was there with me like I would love, yeah. I would have been loving it and she's just such like embodied what what I feel like fly fishing is about so much that one will stick with me and the one uh, Mark Mark will I'll let you talk about it. The one where the guys were floating the boats down through that crazy ash. That shit. was we my would, favorite. Yeah. We would like to do that. I, I was watching that and I was thinking, Mark and I are going to do that here shortly with our with my buddy Bob. Yeah, uh, that's that one. I want to be involved. That was my later favorite. Too. Just let me know if I got to buy a helmet for sure. Well, Mark and I are definitely buying helmets for that run. Yeah. Uh, but I got a funny Go story. Talk about, about that. that. No, let's. let's I want to no, talk about, about the Dorado that. Okay. girl. Okay. Uh, the guy that did the casting instruction fished. With her husband, Jeff. So he's watching that video and he came up to me after the show and he's like, I know her. Because I went into that fly shop and I asked to hire her and she was booked. And she worked the fly shop too. Uh, but said her husband, Jeff, was available. So he fished with Jeff a couple times. Mm. And the last time he was up there, he went up there and she was still there. And it learned that he had passed. Mm -hmm. So Jim... Uh, had had a pretty personal connection with that film, which is which is cool. Yeah. And it, it was a good film too. I liked it. It really a lot. was a good film. I I liked uh, the belt buckle personally. Mm. Uh, Get the hell out! All right, cool. <laughs> All right, I thought you were being serious for a no. second. I liked the videography of that one. Like video Shit. wise, story was that not was well. good. Mark said the same thing last week when we pre-recorded this one, 
And I mean, it's just, I, I don't know why. Where you, you, you had to have more options than that. There was definitely a lot of film submitted to pick from. Right. Why? Why yeah. in God's green earth would you pick that film? My bad. My, my, I, what I hated was every, I, I didn't like that they didn't have somebody to talk between the films. Yeah, I thought that narrator, narrators yeah, yeah, yes, were fun. Yes, well, and when it was when it was Hank, it was great. And even our buddy that we've had on this podcast, Ben, uh, Ben, yeah, Ben Siddig, it it was it was awesome. He well, was he was good. Uh, he is a. Those are good guys. Those are funny people. If they want us to narrate that goddamn thing, we would be happy to make silly ass shit between any of those films. Uh, come on. I mean, there has to be somebody to narrate it. That made the show a little bit better, and, in my opinion. And I'm guessing they made uh, a decision. Like, you can either have 20 minutes of narration, right? Like, two minutes in between 10 films would be 20 minutes. Or one more film. Yeah. And I'm guessing they chose one more film. And they chose poorly. My bet is. <laughs> yes, they and here's my bet with it. And again, I'm going to be completely off. There's new ownership in it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't people that they had in their circle that could do narration like that. And then people were not involved anymore. And now the place that it's based out of, you can see, you're getting more foreign films out of it. This is almost more like an international flying fly, 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 film tour. Yeah. This isn't a FT3. This is an international film tour at this point. So, I mean, it's... I would have I would have liked more North America. Yeah, that's what I was saying as well too, Mark. Uh, if you're going to cut the films with muskies, yeah, if the muskie is going to be your emblem on the front yes. of it, maybe have a muskie video. Can maybe we just get have a muskie video? Maybe just have a. How about smallmouth? Yeah, a predator or a video. Fucking smallmouth. God. Damn, yeah. Can we get a smallmouth? We don't even need hybrids or stripers. How about, stri- how about striper? How about, no, no, how about no, just, something yeah. warm water? Smallmouth. There are was great, there a warm water there film? There are wonderful smallmouth guides, and they had somebody. Somebody had to have made a good guide. No warm water film. If I to, if I no, no love for uh, carp. Oh my god, carp! You'd think the whole world ended for these things, <laughs> and not, they didn't make it on the F three T this if year. If not, Jake Vilcock needs to start making films. Of what he's doing because he catches some big ass smallmouth out Why there. Why didn't Schultz put a film or Schultz? In? I mean, for yeah. that matter, the, you guys are going out with them like I or Landwer. Oh God, can we get some guys out here, please? Tim, please help us. I know you might possibly help maybe us. be listening, but uh, please put a smallmouth. Come film on, in we got to have some of this stuff out there in the next F F three T. Jim, go work for Fly Just, Lords. I mean, and and, learn but I, I I liked it and. The most fun for me, the the film tour was fun, and there were some films that I really liked and I really took to, um, but there were others that just it felt like it was the same. Yeah, it was the same thing over and over. It was Bonefish, G whatever GTS Tarpon or permit. Bonefish or Permit or Bonefish or Permit or, the, and, and again I'm like man I watched this you know film what I just a second see? ago. And it's like, don't it get me wrong. Look, it's, it's a lot of fun, but we're warm water guys. I like warm water. If we're going to have this shit that's going through these places, and I'm sorry, Mark. No, you're fine. You know, you're gonna, you, go, go, we go, go. should have a little bit of warm water in it. What about something like involved with like people actually putting new techniques and work into it? Someone, even if it's, I don't care if it's as stupid as smallmouth deep water, so, you know, something goofy. Somebody that's going off the wall to put something different involved in it. Right. Like the Harrison got ones. 
they were floating new water. They were going through something different. They were going through stretches they never seen before. It was awesome rowing video. It was, I mean, I was excited just because of the rowing side of it. But there was so much effort involved in that and what they were doing. They were earning what they were doing. And, and again, yeah, I know the same with the bonefish and going out there and driving and working it. But they've beat it. And it'll, it it's, there's only so many times you can look at a flat and a seven-pound bonefish. It's still the same yeah. damn thing every year. You can do it for 10 years in a row. Seven-pound bones, seven-pound bone. They're going to get to maybe 11 or 12. Cool. How much can you make out of that to make it really interesting? Yeah. They're not in a unique area. You know, and that's where I thought... What about Montauk? Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. What about Montauk? What about the guys that are swimming out there and doing that? Fishing off the rocks. It's a cool atmosphere. It's neat. It brings you into it. You're like, this is... You're excited because it's something you haven't seen before. What about there's so many Golden Dorado? Yeah. These, these Dorado are sitting in three feet of water, smashing flies, watching it all day on Instagram. Fly Lord just did an Arapaima video. We're, you know, so I mean, there's a lot of them there. Let's bring something a little different, other than the standard. Uh, how many trout videos were there? A lot, you but know? none of them were. Uh, there was only one that was in North America. Yeah, that, and that was, was that, that golden guy, trout yeah, one out in the mountains, yeah. and there were some I, Australia know, trout. Yeah. And, um, and, and and there was a couple. I think there was one South America, maybe trout in there. I don't remember. There was a couple in the second. The, the second half was I better mean, than the first like, half, but I don't remember other than. Like, I'm really surprised that we didn't see arapaima or peacocks. I figured those would have been two for sure. Yeah. I I you know what? Here's the thing that I also think about when I'm watching a video like that is the the storytelling. You know, I like to see when I see the video, the first the first thing I see is the alarm clock going off, even if it's fake. You know what I mean? Or or whoever it be, just and guys almost what the camp is. You know, guys stirring around, getting ready, coffee being made. You almost you know want to feel like, and, like you're involved exactly, in it because it's what like, you do. Because it's what you do, you know what I mean? And like just the stir and the, like the guys getting ready, and then you see rods going into the into the boat, and you get a few well, shots of that. If you and you get the the nuance of what is actually happening when you go fly fishing. There's a lot of prep that goes on that isn't there. Remember ahead, back to zero a hero, zero to hero. That one little segment, and then they come into the cabin, and it's like that one part of that video, and it like makes you kind of like. Because it is. It's that yeah. feel that like everybody has, and it brings you into it, and you're like, I'm part of this. Yeah. And it's like no matter... The breakfast scene. Yeah, the, exactly. Yep, the yep, breakfast yep. scene. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then exactly, they do the yeah. sausage gravy, you know, mm-hmm. talk about that, and go into it, and you know, and then they sit... But yeah. The, there's that's what I mean. There's the that nuance, always that... The that, storytelling. Yeah. There's that nuance in every bit of it yeah. that brings you into it. And I suppose maybe if we were in a different area... And we were salt. Well, now think about this: that tour consists of I don't remember what it was, seventy some spots. Because now that it's over, I can talk about. It. I was reached out to be one of the fl- the, the fly sponsor for it. Who apparently I see that they got Blue Lion Co. I don't remember what it was. It was like seventy some spots or something that I would have to do like fly packs, what have you. For out of that, only six of them were warm water, and that's one thing that I rebuttaled. At that time, with. and I re- what do you mean? You mean you mean like salt water? Or warm water no. fisheries. No, 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 no. 
where they do the actual tour at, where they have the actual stops and stuff, and they oh, do yeah, all yeah, of yeah. that. There's like 70-some, I think it's like 74 set up. And it was like 68 of them stops were Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, and all of that. Yep. So that's all out west on that side. So where we're kind of located at in, I guess, I don't know. I mean, because there is so much salt water involved with it. You know, they don't focus so much on the warm water of what we do, and they really never have because it's never really driven over here. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of films like you put on, Musky Fool. Everybody puts them on. They're, you know, yeah. Queen City's doing one. Everybody over here does, but the actual tour where they do their marketing and they bring their sponsors and like if I was part I would have to go to a couple you know blah 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 mm-hmm. them are in them you know and they're all out west where there's not warm water fishing really correct it's yeah exactly uh but I will tell you dealing with those dudes to get the film tour set up to get the event stuff ordered and everything was great like nice. i had a typo in my paypal when i paid for the for the event uh and they're like hey we didn't get it i'm like oh crap they're like it went to somebody else on our staff we're just gonna take we're gonna we're gonna make it right so they <clears throat> they fixed it and made it right which was awesome we had planned on doing a special beer label <coughs> And uh, I reached out and I said, hey, what logo are we allowed to use on a beer label that we're going to make money from? And they said, we don't care which label you use. That's awesome. You're going to do it. Just send us a picture of the label. You know, everything I wanted to do, we didn't end up doing that because the printer couldn't get them done in time. But everything I wanted to do and all the correspondence was quick. It was easy, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't U.S. based. So I'd get responses at like two in the morning, but that's fine. But they were very good to work with. And for their first time putting it on, I think logistically, they did a very good job. Seems like. And they, and they did in a short period of time, yep. too. I they think, didn't take over till I think, the end of last year. I think the films could have been better. Uh, personally, I think we should do one. But you don't want to look at me. But I think, I think if we did like a highlight of the beast, you know, if... If we if we did a to, uh, a film tour of the Beast of the East fly fishing musky tournament, I think that'd be really cool. But, I think we can do that. But I think we'd need like three boats that aren't fishing, just recording on the river, on the lake. Like it's gonna take some sacrifices for sure. Yeah, and I'm not willing to make them. I know it's a <laughs> tough one. The Beast is it's tough to make sacrifices like that. Yeah, I sacrifice uh, pretty much every morning. To a hangover fog and <laughs> general idiocy. Uh, and that's the biggest sacrifice I'm willing to make. Before we get separated from the fly fishing film tour and go yes. off on a side tangent, I want to. You did a very good job pulling all of that off, man. I was very impressed. Thank yeah, like you. Businessman to businessman. Kudos to you, buddy. Thank you. Oh, nice. I appreciate it. Oh, them things are the best. Bros. What you got Where'd your you hair about? Tell everybody what you have there, Jay. My daughter. I just went upstairs to uh, take a pee, uh, and these I knew these guys had it covered. And uh, no, she handed me one of the wax. It's like a oh man, it's like a, a drink that is covered in wax that looks like a bottle, 
that oh, yeah. we grew, all grew up with back in the 80s. Like yeah, Everybody remembers getting this wax stuck in their teeth. Yeah, it has like concentrated high C in it. Yes, it's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad my wife bought my kidneys just for the nostalgia of nice. it all, but... Dog, I yeah, used to kid- chew those things apart. <laughs> These are, this but, is oh my god, this is good stuff. But thank you, Jim. It was it was uh, I'm I'm gonna be completely candid here. It was a ton of work. Oh, I'm a sure. A ton of work. I'm Get, sure. Getting prizes, getting the vendors lined up, getting the because there's two venues, getting the venues lined up, getting the website up and running, getting the Facebook page up and running. It was a ton of work, and I'm going to do it again. Absolutely. We did. We had. Between raffles and door sales, we raised a lot of money for the nonprofit, which is just awesome. And no matter what, we got us some publicity. For a brand new nonprofit, we really got our name out there well. Uh, the city was happy with it. Nobody got drunk and broke anything. No. Or, Everybody uh, had just got drunk and had a good time. Yeah. And shutting the street down, I think, was crucial. It was super uh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Having that street shut down so you could cast and just meander around and... It was it was awesome. I think the show went off without a, other than uh, no volume for about twenty seconds and me panicking oh, and awesome. me yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I, d- I got heckled during. Oh, so Mark's not here right now. He's going to use the bathroom. So when it came to the Tenkara rod, uh, so we had somebody donated a Tenkara rod for a prize. I pulled the ticket out. Everybody had to write their name and, and phone who's number. And everybody should have known that Then that whoever was going to win it is going to be Chris's best friend now. Uh, well, absolutely. <laughs> I'll be right beside you, buddy. I, I was but, sitting up there going, please, Chris, just please. Just do it, just dude. Do it. do it, dude. I pull the ticket out. I chuckle. And I'm like, and the winner is Mark Burns. And <laughs> dude, you let it go on the perfect amount of time. Because yeah. like he He's did, like, he, he thought you started believing yeah, it. He thought you were <laughs> fucking around at first. And then like he was like, well, I guess I, I should. I, I guess I won a Tenkara run. I guess somebody put my name on it. I'm going to start Kentara, or, or Tenkara fishing here soon. I need to get my left hand in shape. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then I said, uh, Mark didn't really win it. Uh, and I announced the winner. But we had a couple people... Kill it. And I hope the guy who the won raffles. it has a good time and finds a friend. I mean, it in no offense yes. to that guy who show up but next year. We love him. We go love fish, everybody. Have fun. Yes, yes. We're we're just out here to promote the good time of fishing. Devin I, Devin uh, won all of the hats. Every hat. Yeah, honestly God, Devin must have put his his whole wad in hats. Yeah, he, put, he won must all have put the hats. Everything in the hats. And I'm like, Devin, Devin, you get all the hats, Devin. And we were gonna do like a hat per bucket but in the in the interest of saving time because the raffle part people just want unless they're if unless you're winning you just want to burn through that raffle time right because it's a long show and then the raffle so i tried to figure out how to streamline it as best as possible you know and there were a lot of event i mean there were a lot of prizes yeah a ton so uh totally worth being there yeah oh absolutely for 25 dollars heck yeah and uh so peop- so lot- two years ago when they did it, people came to the stage, got their prize, walked back, and then they drew it again. So we had it set up so Jody was in the back uh, with the prizes and just handed them out. Uh, I do want to thank, I know she's not going to listen to this, but uh, Jody Lewis from the Franklin Chamber, she was invaluable that day. She, she really helped out a lot. But it was a good event. And then after the event, we went back to the brewery, which was packed. 
Oh, to the brim, bruh. Yeah, they had a band playing, good band. I mean, geez, the people of Franklin show out for that place. And, That's every and no wonder they have not one one venue, but two venues now that has yep. live music and a stage and everything. And how cool was that? Yeah, and you saw the outdoor stage, too. So in the oh, summer, yeah. they play outside, and there are some fire pits. Uh, propane fire pits, pits. So don't throw your stuff awesome. in them, which I almost threw everything <laughs> in my pockets into it. I yep. know Jim did too. Yep. I almost threw a full cigarette, cigarette pack. pack. Yeah, only I, I swear I might have a, I might have had a gallon of spit. I looked like a camel out there. Everybody's looking at me. You're spitting into the fire. Well, I, you know, when it's a fire fire, uh, and it goes my away. spit's only gonna burn away anyway. I mean, it's only. It's a good imitation. I'll put it to. I'll put yeah, it to it you. Was oh great. man, it, it was awful. Warm. Yeah, their yeah, patties. Yeah, it the, was the patio perfect. area. Period end was good. Yeah, they, they had a really nice patio set up out there. Our buddy Chad was there all night with us, and man, what more better friend to have around as well? Uh, yeah, he, you know he. He, you know, just great times. Yeah, it was all of us hanging out. It was, and then Mark came. Mark Haynes came over, who used to fish with uh, Team USA, and then he coached the Team USA kids. And uh, he's a Euro nymphor. And we had an airing <laughs> agreements right around the fire. And I mean, that man catches fish. Though. Sure, sure. And he he's a he's a hell of a fly tire. I think he's the uh, president of the Iron Furnace TU chapter. Like he's he's involved and he's a, he's a good dude. I'm super happy he came. He donated a fly box, which I think Damien won that too. Damien won pretty much everything. There's more to you know fly fishing than just what we do, right? And we're we're we are one sided about it, and we love the one side we're on. But mm-hmm. and as long as you, again, and we always say fish how you want to fish. We're yeah. just gonna judge you. Yeah, that's and, <laughs> but as long as you treat the fish good. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. Just don't do tank car of fish. Yeah. Well, unless you want a good friend in Chris. Yeah, I'll be right there for your for your hand. Oh, Mark, we mentioned Call that uh, you won the Tankara rod. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was it was an awesome event. So anybody that couldn't make it, uh, we're sorry we, we missed you. But really, uh, once we get all the details ironed out on what weekend it's going to be next year, you're not going to want to miss it. We had a blast. We yeah. might – we're going to – I'd like to figure out logistics to do like a just a 15 20 minute recording while we're there that will splice into one of into one of our podcasts. If it's not on the weekend of my uh niece's birthday, we will probably get at least niece's birthday. 10 more people. I, like I promise you my brother-in-law, my sister will be there. My wife will be there, and my dad, my mom would probably be there. I mean, there we would get a few more people, you know, just in the family. What of, if what if we plan this first, and they we, have to we plan did, around it? We did, and we did, and it didn't happen. Didn't this is more well. important than the birthday. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll have to we'll have to figure that out next year because I mean there'll be at least you know ten to fifteen more people in my family that were at that birthday party that would be you know probably. Going and hanging out for that because it was a, an, a wonderful event. Yeah, it was, it was a wonderful event, and I thank you guys very much for your support. I I really appreciate you letting me pontificate about it for the last <laughs> two months. Well, at hey, the end man. of every podcast, uh, it was it was great for the nonprofit. It was great for the city. You know, p- people bought food. People people spent the night. Uh, I know a handful of people that got hotel rooms in Franklin, which is awesome. It was just awesome. So thank you guys for the support. Thank everybody else. Thank you, everybody else, for the support. Wonderful town. 
Yes. What a great town. Thank it was, you. It was cool to watch it go it, to fruition, man. It was sweet. Thanks. And the fishing doesn't suck in that town either. It sure doesn't. Mm. Yeah, it does. Oh, oh for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that on that note, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with uh, some Hybrid 101 and hybrid, Hybrids and Hybrids. So, uh, yesterday morning... Wasn't a great forecast for the uh, western Pennsylvania area, but Mark had something on the brain. Great forecast. What do you consider great forecast? I, I, I consider know, I great forecast I know anything what you that do. doesn't involve sun. Like a <laughs> troll. If there's sun, I would rather be in my basement. I like 65 forecast. and sunny, Mark, uh, personally. Keep it. Uh, Give you me know, 55 know. and spitting rain, and I'm... Rock hard. You know, I have to, you know, I have to work outside, so it does suck for me, but yesterday... That's a valid point. I get to work in a basement. Sure. So when it's sunny and you're happy, I'm happy in my basement, but when it's, you're miserable, I'm happy too. Even, either way, you know. Uh, no, we had... Uh, it wasn't bad weather yesterday. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I mean, I got the sheets at 5.30 and the wind, I mean, the flag of sheets was stiff. I mean, we were already talking 12 to 15s right off the bat, and I met Damien, and we got out... Right at light, and we everything we were marking was deep, so we started off dredging. It's a lot of throwing, you know, double-eyed flies or heavy flies. and In the wind? It, uh, you're pretty much throwing it directly into the wind, feeding a line, and then when it gets about 80% out, you try to troll up a little bit so that the line can kind of stay still and sink, 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 sink while you're trolling against it. And then last second, you turn the boat sideways again. So that you can start stripping, you kind of bury the rod down to the cork, hold it there, let the line sink, get the line down as far as you can. We jacked with that for a couple hours and nothing. It's just marking fish after fish, and you knew they were there. And it's just a couple gear guys were there, and it was us. And yeah, and they had all kind of had their comments like, "Man, we're wearing out." Blah, 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 blah. Kept duking it out, and finally you started to see some fish kind of boil around the sides and. There's guys with a live scope running. We're, you know, kind of picking on them. And we make our way out around them, and they finally poke one. And he's like, spinnerbait. And I was like, all right, spinnerbait. I'm like, I'm going to throw a Pacarini tail. First cast, jam it right into a tree. I'm like, you are kidding. <laughs> like, if I go in there right now with all these guys, they're going to crucify me because I just cut out around them and kind of, they're all kind of set watching their live scope so they're not moving and they're on spot lock. So I can kind of like go out around them and like let the wind blow me to them. And then as I get close enough, move up again and blow back and up again and blow back. And if I do this and I blow right in, I'm going to blow right over top of their water and I'm going to get yelled at. So I break it off and we fish a little bit and nothing's happening still. And you kind of see a few boils here and then some fish move through. But we move out and around and then they poke another one and they hear the guys like Shat, white shad wrap. I'm like, all right. We get over to where we were going to set, and we sat there, and I throw on a D&D, &D, and it was like all of a sudden, boom. Damien got one in the back. I think he was throwing like a black over purple uh, deceiver, and then it was like I got a smallie, then another smallie. Then I hook something, and I'm like, this feels like a muskie. It turns broadside. It's wide. It's just bulldogging under the trolling motor, and it's just staying there and just boom, 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 boom. boom. Get him up to the top, and he bulldogs under the trolling motor. I'm like, dude, I think I really hooked a muskie right now. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a hybrid. It wouldn't run. 
finally comes up to the top, and it's just a big fat hybrid, probably like a 26, 27 inch fish. So finally got one, got the day going, and move around a little bit, and the wind still just beating us. So when you get that first one, <clears throat> where's the confidence level go, man? Well, at that point, it's like we like already started already getting some fish, some fish. But yeah, but even the next moment, point, when you like, see this yeah. hybrid, you're like, all right, this is what we're here for. Where's the confidence level go? Oh, we were just, yeah, it was stoked. Just the, after that, it was just, you were jacked because it was like, all right, now we've got what we were going for. They're moving or doing what we're supposed to do. Let's just keep duking it out. And we'll work our way into the wind and kind of move around. And I'm still working the D&D. And then all of a sudden, I just get annihilated at the boat. And our lines going everywhere, and then it stops. I'm like, uh oh. And I look down, and it's wrapped around the jerk to inflate on my life jacket. And I'm like, no. And I like grab the rod, pull it back against the fish. He's pulling. I tuck it under. I like get slack, pull with my right arm. I'm like undoing it, and it's yank, yanking on the right <laughs> arm, like back and forth. I finally get him undone. I let go, and it just, and it just takes off. And as you know how they are, the smaller fish seem to fight harder. Yeah, they do. And that was well, still... No, they, don't they fight harder? They run oh, more. Oh, God, the initial run on it. The it was, run is better. I don't think the fight's harder. I think the run's better. It's not longer. The initial run's quicker. And it wasn't they just, small. They just they take and was, go, and they just, like, take it and just and nab it and go like a bank, like a, like a, a purse snatcher, I should say. Yep. And that was like <laughs> a 24, 25-inch fish. That was a good fish. And I found was like, Damien, put on his D&D. So he puts on another one. We kind of shift around. We get over to this next point, and as soon as we set up, he makes the first cast, and just pow, he's on. Good fish. He fights it well, and it ends up being you know mid twenties. You said fish. he 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 corks him like uh, he puts him right to it and yeah. just <laughs> full both arms straight down to the water, both arms wham, and he's been you know uh, like you, he's been up the cape a lot. He's he knows what he's doing. He's Caught 30, 40 stripers in a day, salt water. So he's yeah. very well aware of how to sure. fight. So, I mean, I, I kind of, you know. Puck did a put the corks to Yeah, him. I did yeah. a little watch in him, and I was like, all right, I can do a lot more with this 20 than I was thinking I could. Yeah. So uh, we move, at this point, everything fired up. We started about 6. I think it going to about 9. This point, it's probably pushing close to 11. I've got to get going. He's got to get going. And my gosh, one more. And sure enough, we go around the point, and there it is. He hooks up again. Another decent fish. So the D, it was like that action, just that snap and quick action with that temperature just got everything going. And throughout that, I missed another couple fish because when he was hooked up on the first one, I was like, let me try to double real quick. First cast, I threw out two strips in. This fish comes up and just hammers it, and I set and got a hook shake, pulled the hook right out. So, I mean, even through that morning, we landed four, probably lost another three, caught three smallmouth, lost another couple smallies. I had to go get my lawnmower. So I got my lawnmower, and I'm on the way back, and I had to have my dad meet me because he has a furniture store. She's got a big indoor trailer, and I was like, I need, need something to tow it with. And on the way back, I'm like, yeah, I can go back and process deer tails and tie flies, but this bite's good, and it's going to stay. I'm like, Someone's got to go fishing. I'm like, if I find someone to go fishing, I'm going right back. And I was already talking with Jim. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, blah, I'm like, All right, Hold on, hold on. Jim. No. He called Jim, and Jim said what? No, I was already talking to Jim about other stuff at that point. And then that's why I was like, what are you doing after work? 
Yeah, I was like mid-stroke doing all kinds of deliveries and stuff at work, so I really wasn't prepared to do this, and I already kind of made plans in advance with my <coughs> significant other, and if I would have... All right, I guess I should rewind a little bit. What led up to the plans with my girlfriend is, oh, you, you know, you're, you're, you keep going fishing, you know, you're hunting all the time, we never do nothing. I'm like, okay, fine, you know, we'll go do something. So the last thing that I'm going to do is go at the last minute, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mark just, Mark called. just called me. Said and, the striper bite's hot. And the striper bite's on, and I'm going to go fishing. That probably went on. Would have went over like a fart. In church, no, and the funny so. part is, is my wife is at a baby shower with absolutely no reception. So like, well before, like I say, I sent her a message, is like, I'm going to go fishing. You good? And I never heard anything like that. She got no reception. By the time I get a message back, I'm she already wasn't. Gonna, I'm already going to be on the water. <laughs> so I just sent her. I sent her a picture of me holding the fish. I was like, bite's really good. I'm going back. So finally, I get a message back. Yeah, you look happy. Go. I'm like, all right. Well, I get a call. And we've already got pictures of what are really, nice really fish. nice. Yeah. Every, a striper that I want every and every one of those. I wanted every part of. And I'm like, all right, Mark. Well, I have to wait for my wife to get home from work. I've spent, you know, you know, I usually spend the Sunday mornings to about two or three with my daughter, or Saturday mornings. Uh, so, man, Mark gives me the call. I'm like, man, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've already saw two fish. So, uh, uh, I think if you put my odds on the boat, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be far off from trying to put another one in the boat. So yes, I'm gonna, I'll be there, Mark, as soon as I possibly can. So, I call my wife. I'm like, <coughs> Mari, when do you tell him you're going to be there? You know, she's still cleaning <laughs> up at work and you know doing everything she had to do and getting her shit done. I'm like, Mark, I might be there a little later than I th think, man. But I was right, pretty much right there, like three thirty. Yeah, three thirty, pretty much right on time. And you know, it was perfect time. Mark had to strip a uh, a line off, he said, and everything. And man, we got on the water, and you could see you could see the water boiling, see the water boiling with bait. And you're like, man, okay, here we go. Yeah, and it wasn't what by fifth cast, yeah. I missed one. Mark, yeah, Mark misses something. Fires up, and hammers it, hammers it, and comes off real quick. I saw the whole fish, everything, and it just hammered, made a strip, and then the next strip, nothing was there. And it wasn't but 10 casts later, another smallmouth came up and whacked it. And it was quiet after that for a little bit. We kind of shifted back and forth and then set yeah. up on the point. And you know, I, I, I switched it up. Uh, Mark was throwing, you know, the D&Ds like he'd been throwing early in the morning, and I had a seven weight that didn't quite have the capability to with the line that was on it to catch the depths with that fly that you did. Yeah, uh, I was probably, I mean, it was start, I mean, I was throwing right at the bank, but by the time I was getting it down to where they were, I was a good three feet down. I yeah. Mean, I, was, I just felt like I wasn't quite getting down, so I, you know, and, and you know what it is? I went to my confidence fly. I went to what makes me feel confident in any of that situation. I, I, I know hybrids. You know what I mean? I don't fish them on the lake a lot. Or Royal these Coachman. lakes. Uh, yes, yes. I don't fish them on lakes a lot, but I <laughs> the, it's a still the same bird. It doesn't matter where it lives. It's still the same bird. It's still, still, eats, it's still, it's the, still same eats the exact same shit. The same stuff that's where I fish for them is 
the same stuff they're eating there. It's the same bait. It's the same shad. So, you know, I just know. I, I went to my confidence fly, and I knew I was going to get down a little bit better because it's a synthetic uh, game changer. That's probably about... What were you running? If I was run, well, I were my seven weight. No, I got that. What but line were you running? It, uh, it's just it's just a sink tip, okay, with uh, like intermediate a behind it. So you had like a ten foot, probably like a sink three. Uh, no, it's a sink six. I, I think. Should have got down more than that. Uh, <coughs> I, I I'm pretty sure it's a sink. It's a it's a pretty heavy sink. Um. But even that, it's 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 very short. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's not, yeah, and, you don't and the rest is up, up above. So yeah. I threw something that was going to get down in itself. That's uh, a heavy keeled, uh, um, Chanel. What is it? Uh, no, it's fin- uh, the finesse Chanel, uh, game changer. I tie in about a, I don't know. What do we call that? Is it four and a half? Give or take four, four inches. Um, <laughs> called six to your life, right? No, um, yeah, no. That's it's pretty much what I tie for all the hybrids, and you know, throw it out there. It's my confidence fly. So finally, got down a little, and we were marking fish, like you were saying, and I could see the bait ball on on Mark's giant ass hummingbird down there, and boy, you could see a fish even moving into the bait balls and stuff. But so let me ask you this: when you guys are out there fishing these these fish because i mean i went out and i did a day these with hybrids the, yeah whenever i went out and did a day with mark i mean we were dredging them the same as i'm sure you guys were did you notice that more of the fish were hitting on the retrieve coming up through the water column or were most of your guys uh, this was a like different right situation different situation yeah completely different they weren't dredging well, down what they kind were... of what kind of depth were you guys looking at on that well one? i mean we were still off of deep water but they were pushing up over onto points and pushing the bait up so you were fishing them right off yeah. of the riprap they so, were pushing so they were the bait up, into the bank they were coming up and eating in shallow yeah. water okay so i mean that... they were in seven eight feet but they were eating under three feet so you were getting fish to eat close to the top i think the fish are probably in the 15 feet and probably eating and then pushing up to even into the banks just because that's what they do. Well, depending on this, where you, you were, I mean, it there. was just they they were pushing a riprap bank. So depending oh, yeah, on where you were, were on the were, bank, you could be from eight to twenty. That's how those fish are. They'll push from fifteen to nothing. Oh, they were down just, sitting in thirty feet and up and over. And yeah, it's just whatever. It's, that's what I'm. Yeah, all the way down to thirty. But that's what I mean. Those fish will push so heavy. I mean, it was the a right temperature for like, them though too. Oh man, so that fish, man, it was. When we get into the net, well, we didn't even start on that. You didn't even say anything about hooking your fish yet. Oh, so here we go. Yeah, I, I switched to that fly, the confidence fly, and it's a a white game changer. That size with the the shad spot behind the head. It's I may I I fish hybrids. I like them, so that's what I would fish for them. And boy, didn't it work! And didn't it get down where I wanted it to? We were marking fish right off this corner. Mark put us in perfect position. Man, he was, was keeping us, and, and he was fighting the wind. Treat. He was waiting. He was fighting the wind perfectly all night. I really, it wasn't bad, dude. You would even say sorry. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm in perfect position. I, I mean, like you realize fine. too. Like, I, I don't. You don't. You're pretty much working a trolling. That's what, like, a, at one point I told Jay, I was like, do you realize how many people are capable of doing what we're doing right now? I mean, we're fishing into a steady damn near white cap. I'm talking a steady 15-mile-an-hour wind with gusts pushing over. 
We're chucking four inch streamers. Do you know what I was and proud we're of? We're working the whole place perfectly fine. Hey, I mean, it, neither of us even hooked our jackets or nothing. anything. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> dude. I hit That's my one win. time. I, I caught hit, my trolling motor. That was it. I hit my uh, I hit my rod one time with the game yeah. changer. That was it. Wait, I you mean, hit your trolling motor? Once? I hit my trolling motor because I had the wind coming motor? back. Your eight motor sticks up eight feet. <laughs> I mean, good God, that's a massive motor. But I'm gonna have you sign each your, thing. Your, your 15 wasn't. Your 15 <laughs> horse wasn't. Little date. Your 15 horse wasn't wasn't no, in my way at all, buddy. Not, Don't but, worry. But it is. I mean, it's. And and you know what? Maybe that could be my airing of grievance because I see people asking about it, and it, no, there is a big difference between running a pedal and running the remote control. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to fish and cast, no, you cannot run a remote control. You have to one hundred percent learn how to run that pedal and yep. run it well. And the whole time while you're casting and stripping, your foot's on the pedal working, and you're fishing as normal. And it's completely possible to do. But if you think you're fishing while running a remote, you're missing three quarters of all of your fishing because you can fish in anything and run a pedal at the same That's time. That's what Mark ran the pedal the whole week, or the whole night. I mean, crying out loud, we were running right up along different obstacles within inches of it in strong gust and just holding there because I mean it's where the fish were. Yeah, man. I mean you're you're dang near hitting you know rocks and stuff. I like that there. one little corner. Yeah. yeah. We've seen some fish there. But back to that, though. We got and you're really yeah, good so at that. Like, again, you're really good at the pedal. Again, we get to that I corner, like that and, oh, man, I make a cast, and all of a sudden, you know, a few strips, let it sink, let it sink, a few strips in, strip, strip, strip. Man, <clears throat> oh, oh, yeah, yep, I feel something. And, boy, I see this fish just turn sideways, and I see what I know is. A good striper. Oh yeah, right a good. Or I should say a good hybrid. Jay pulls his normal Jay. I'm like Jay. Is this your first one? No. I'm like okay. Well, he's got the whole lake to run. Enjoy it and take your time. You're good. Yeah. And well, then I was yeah. like, okay, okay, well, I got it's it. It's my first one of the year. <laughs> it's my first. He's like, year. okay, okay, I got it now. And then it was like he just let it in. It was like, yeah. just pulling. I, I I let him like he he took a couple. Man, like again, Mark, like Mark said, he didn't just take off, but he he was man, he was bulldog, and he was he was feeling like a heavy, heavy fish. And I'm like, man, that's a heavy fish. I'm like, god damn, that's a heavy one. I'm like, damn, all right. And I'm letting my line go through my fingers and trying to let go, and I'm holding it out a little weird, and it just <coughs> wasn't, didn't feel right yet. And he took a good run and gets me close to getting him on the reel, and man. Again, I, I just reeled up, and once I got him set on the reel, I fucking set him down in my down in my hip, and boy, it was pool time now. Now it's time for me to fucking wrench on this fish a little bit and show him some power and kind of break him down, and that's what we did. And I just broke him down. It was, yep, was a long fight. He took a fight. lot of good runs, and Mark was saying, enjoy it, enjoy it. I'm trying to pull him hard <laughs> for a second. I was even pulling my rod for a second. trying to that like, first time he came up and, and the first time he came up and had the net ready and I saw how big he was, I was like, oh man. I was Ooh. like, dude, this is this is a this is what we came here for. This yeah. might be one of the bigger fish we put in That's the boat the this year. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Mark Mark said that and then, you know, now now that makes my butthole pucker. <laughs> <laughs> this makes everything get real and I'm like, uh, good, good. And, you know. You were complimented, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By Mark Burns. By Mark Burns. I pulled him I pulled him right into the net, man. 
He put that bitch on side pressure. He did. Let me tell you, that big, huge Stowmaster, the 112, for wipers, isn't the most fun. Because once he gets in there, you can't find him <laughs> and get him out of there. He's just thrashing around, and your hand's just in there. Like, what? I ended up getting sliced well, open. Wait, but I thought I wouldn't. My, my first idea on that is you just got to pull the net up until the fish is out. Kind of yeah. thing. Just you to pull the fish up. Pull the net up a little bit so it sits well, and then there's less net for him to run around if the net's a little higher. But it's a great net for those fish because you I can reach out and go grab one that's you big. Can reach and you can out. And, you, you know, I would have hated for that fish to have had a too small a you net know, to have yeah, been in. And really, I, I think <laughs> or, maybe. Yeah, fuck, man. Maybe I'll just, just miss this fish because, like, you know, small net. Maybe I'll just put the 94 in there. Because I have the two-hand one that's nice for smallmouth. It might be a little touch small, but that 94 would probably fit perfect in there for wipers. I'll bring my Fraybill 44 for you, Jay. That's a nice oh. little net for that. No, that no, no. The 44? That's the big one. Oh, no. I'm talking about the one that straps onto your back. That would yeah. be a perfect that'd wiper be a good one. net. What you about know? my uh, my Opros? You think that would be all right? Might be a little touch. That's like the one I have. It's a yeah. borderline. It'll yeah, work. It's, yeah, it'll work. But if you get one like he did... Which he lays it. We laid that thing on. I was like, dude, bump that fish. We put he, on yeah, the musky yeah. bump board and it hung over like three inches over it. It was, it took up the whole bump board well past 29, maybe just a touch over and it, yeah. Dang. Yeah, it looked That's like a, a, it looked like a rugby fish. ball. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so again, I've, I've, I've touched some big ones, you know, a couple big ones, just a couple. And, uh, boy, that one's fatter than, any of the other hybrids I've ever touched in my life. Yeah, that was that a That thing, fish, the big buddy. around, was huge, man. It was huge, huge, huge. Wonderful fight. Wonderful time. I, God, I'm so happy you called me. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> one. I am so happy. And and I had such a good time. You know, getting out there, I tied that fly for that, for for hybrids for this year. And, you know, it, it, it means a little more when you did the work. You know, you, you sat there at the vice, you tied the fly, you... You thought it out, you know, doing your thing, just kind of how you like to do it. You know, Mark does it a little bit different, uh, and he was catching a fish that day. I do a little bit different. I'm catching fish that day, and however you got to skin the cat, as long as you're out there working hard, and for you to be putting us in the places we were in, and that wind, that was that was remarkable, and that was what, like, that's, that's what made the day. Like, I honestly, like, if we weren't, if you were an idiot, we wouldn't have been able to do what we were doing and maneuver like we're maneuvering. And, Not fishing, and a fly you weren't putting rod. me in the right position to do what I was doing. So I really enjoyed it. I, I, I was trying to cast my ass off even vice with the wind, and I thought we were doing pretty well, well we both did. of us. We fished that place really good for <clears> yeah, the time. We, for the time we were out there, what we had to so, work with, we fished it great. So something happened after I catch this monster, you know, and, and and Mark and I, you know, this is the first time Mark and I have been hugging. And Mark tried smacking me on the shoulder. He smacks me in the face. And we're just so, we're just, I mean, we're just, we're just so happy. We were, we were just so happy. We were so pumped. Yep, yep, sorry, bud. We were, we were like, oh my God, that moment was just so, it was so awesome. We were just hugging and, you know, and just having such a good time. It was so fun. Like, you know, I, I love that moment. I, I, I needed that fish so bad. I needed that fish for my heart so bad this year. I've caught a lot of trout this year so far and good, decent, you know, stocked trout this year so far and not one fulfilled my heart like that motherfucker did 
and probably not one this year will fulfill oh, me like that one did. And so, well, man, to spend it there with you and 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 man, the hugs and oh god, it, it was it so was good. Like your it dad was so telling good. You he's proud of you for once. Ah, nah, no, nah. Mark, no, no, because Mark and I know how to grind together. Mark and I have grinded Dude, together I a lot it. of times for a long time now, and. I know he knew when I got out on the boat with him. He was out there with, you know, he knows he knows how it is. This is how we run shit. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've fished together for all a right, long all time. All right, but between me and you, <clears throat> those moments where Burns is like at a boy gives you a pat on the shoulder. No, it's like yeah. oh my god, I'm like revitalized. <laughs> no, no, everything is going to be okay now. See, but no, we've lived a lot of those. Like Mark has probably his biggest small mouth out of my raft of me rowing him to it. Hundred percent, and we we you it's know not that, probably it is we. Hugged that day (laughs) very hard, and there was a few other fish we've hugged really hard on. But I'm convinced my claim to fame is I'm a hell of a net man. Uh, Me too, man. Yeah, Yeah, you both have netted some good ones. Yeah, but it was nice though. I mean, it's just we've been on the boat for a while, and it was good to have that moment. And and you know, just ah man, it it gave us so much. It gave me so much. You could tell I had pep in my step after that moment. Yeah, and it's like you know. We're reaching that point in the year with muskie wise. They're starting to shift. They're doing their spawn, and it's kind of working towards it. And it's just, I'm getting to that. We don't have a closed season, and my muskie season starts middle end of September, October, November, December of January is good. January, February is one of the best months. March we're fishing hard, and we're into early April. By the time this time of the year comes, I'm ready for a break. I've put a solid while in, and smallmouth are great. We all love them. I can do it. It just it doesn't fill me up. It'll it'll get into the tank and it'll kind of like be like, all right, this is cool. I really enjoy the day and the float and just taking in like you know just just being on the water. I needed that fish where I got to work for, in something in that summertime, and I was like, man, I really got to get back on hybrids again. Took a couple years off. I'm like, let's do it. And Jim and I went out and then we got out there and then kind of to get off on the, the way we did and pick up some fish and. We've realistically hooked in seven, eight fish in that period of time hold on, through hold the on. day. That was nice to get that back going again. It like brought just that vibe back. And by the end of the day, when you were there, it was like already going. It was like, all right. I was just like, yeah. this is the different feel than it's typical. And it if was, you would have said, do you want to go hybriding fishing for the evening and you didn't send me two pictures or whatever of two hybrids already, I would have probably been like, yeah. Yeah, the weather—it's raining, dude. It was—it was. I think like, so, I gotta watch my kid or something, man. It but was like it was so vibing and like hard. To you guys, you guys caught it early. Like, you and Dame, you know, you and Damien caught it earlier, and dude, I was like, hell yeah, I want to go, and you know, I'm glad I did. And it, it, it was a learning experience for myself as well. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good evening, and doing doing a lot more. Yeah, I it think just Wednesday, changes. I mean, I as them, like, huh? as them fish, and you know, it's. It's learning bait. I mean, they are always eating, and I guess now we can roll into our 101. We can. Oh, but no, 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 no. We have one other instance in that night. No, we have to talk about it. Oh, yeah, we got so, to. Right it's after just, this. It's a given every time there. Right after this, we, we get it. Mark gets into another one, and this one. <clears throat> oh, that. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I thought dude. you were going to talk about getting checked at the boat launch. No, man. no, no. And no, I was talking about the other fish, oh, man. You got smoked I by got this absolutely violated. Like, I literally, by the time I, I was done, smoked violated. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened there, but yeah, it was just fish hit know. hard. 
and rip every bit of a line out that you could possibly imagine within seconds. It was just, you're just holding on, and then I was like, boom, gone. <laughs> the thing about it was I was surprised because from my vantage point, because I was, you know, quickly, I was watching, 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 and and then I was kind of moving towards the net. You know, because as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's a hybrid. That's a, oh, yeah, baby. You know, I'm, I'm getting all wild and, you know, happy. And, like, Mark kept good. There was a good amount of uh, rod tension on that fish the whole time. And that's why I was surprised it came off when it came off. I don't know if it moved, like, to a certain, just, like, just like, dive uh, to, you know like, what? took to the right or took to the left or did something that was in weird. In my opinion, the way that felt and the way I that it know. all took off, that fish swiped at the fly, missed it, and it caught him in the top of the back. And he went ripping, and it just finally, like, pulled tight. Like, something happened in my hands, and a piece of line stuck just enough. It, like, held it, and it just pulled it tight, is my opinion. But I don't know. Damn. I mean, it was that first one that got caught in the thing times 10. It was everything I could do just to try to feed line. I mean, that, that fish was going 25 miles an hour. Just burned you. Just I watched. Burned. Oh, my God. I'm watching fly line go like this. Just the first burst of fly line. <laughs> it's going through his hands, and you see it on the ground just picking up off the ground and just shooting out to the sides. It was going so fast. Oh, it was just... And then it's feeding out from, like, the fucking side of the yeah. boat. Back to his hand and <laughs> through the fly rod so fast. I'm like watching just <laughs> shit just go through that. I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's a fucking high rod. That's a high rod. You know, and like, dude, if you, can't, if you can't live on that, if you can't. Oh That's its God. own type of high, man. That, that shit is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. going. Oh, that was a high rod. If that don't scream SVS, I don't know what does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you were all sm- that was a scratching night, our That necks. was a night capper there. When oh, I was, was done, I just like stood there like, what just happened, Jay? <laughs> and then they checked you guys at the launch? Oh, yes. okay. yeah, as always. And then, you and? know, Mr. Tough Guy, right till, and you know, blah, 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 and you're supposed to have, I lifted up the thing, I said, life jackets are here. No, I took mine too. off, yeah, yeah, I, handed, yeah I, I took mine off and handed it right to him. I said, yep, here you go, sir. He's it's, like, oh, okay. hey, how you doing, guys? You're Mark Burns? Okay, Mark Burns. Is this your boat? Yes, sir. And then, you know, then it was also cool. a really nice boat. This is cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then we started talking about catching, fishing and show them. You guys are with fly rods. hybrids on a fly rod? That is awesome. Yeah, then exactly after that, we talked for a bit, and we are like, you know, cool. get, and then get, it was, yeah, cool. It it's always guy. the same thing because my boat's under 16 foot. I get checked all the time for life jackets, and nobody can see that you have them on. And it's yeah, they're, the they're here, and I have everything. I've got got flares. I've got I've got fire extinguisher. I've got I have everything for Coast Guard to Lake Erie to you name it, just to be safe. If I ever happen to pick up one mm-hmm. day and someone calls and says, "Let's go here," I know that I don't have to think about anything. It's in the boat, and it's just it's always. No matter where you are, if you were close enough to get checked and they can see you, I get pulled over. Where's your life jackets? They're on. Oh, I didn't see them. I know. He he even he even checked them to make he sure, made sure that the cylinders, the cylinders and everything were good. We're in it. And no all shit. That kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, he yeah. went the full way through. And and he, looked and, at but him. you know what? He was nice the whole way yeah. through. Very he nice fella. He wasn't. He remember was the awful. last one that checked us. He, Hold he him up. Like, <laughs> he was sitting on the, <laughs> yeah. sitting on the guardrail. Yeah, that's really cool what you're doing. You got your life jackets. Hold them up. We hold them up. You got your fishing licenses. Yeah. Hold them up. Hold them up. We were like 150 yards from. Him. He's like, don't <laughs> row in here. Just stay where you are. 
That's cool. Oh yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't too too awful. No, I mean, he, he wasn't. Was at the guy. end, I was yeah, like, once once thank once you, he I knew once he knew we had our life vests on, and he knew Mark was you know, and he asked if other guys were out there that we all know that are out there on a consistent basis yeah. and local guys that everybody knows. Well, funny part is um, we were driving in, and I said, Jay, you see that white truck? He's like, Yeah. I said, That's a Ranger. He's like, no, I said, I guarantee it's a Ranger. And as soon as we're getting close, he's going to drive over. <laughs> as soon oh, as yeah. we did, here he comes. He hopped right out. He was running. How you doing? We're, we're good. Well, yeah, if he hits you with the glass. And he goes. And he the, sees your boat. The nicest thing was, I mean, Jesus, and not, not the, I'm not trying to, I mean, we're decked out. You know what I mean? Like, Mark and I are, we're Sims head to toe, you know, <laughs> you know we're in a, umpteens of thousands of dollars on our body even and he's like he we i actually showed him a picture that he we told him what we caught and showed him a picture and everything he goes okay, do you want to see my license or anything on my phone he's like you caught a fish like that you got a license <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he said right you got a you caught a fish like that you got a license yeah i went to oh, show okay, him like, sure. like no he's like i Everything else is good. He's, he's like, your like, registration's yeah, yeah, yeah. good. This Whatever. is good. He's like, you're fine. He's like, I just like, cool. I was just saying, I, hey, I got a license. I'm good. I'm doing my thing out here. <laughs> just redid all of that. Had to so. do my launch permit, too. That was due. I got my trailer due this month, which I talked yeah. to Andy. I was I like, do my boat and trailer how too. about that? I go over, pick up the lawnmower. I was like, hey, Andy, here's what I got going on. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, that's blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and you need to put a pin in there. How is it all? How does he know that? I told him exactly this what's going an, on with... Well, he, well, Andy, he's talking about yeah. is an Amish man that is uh, local to us. We live in Amish country, Mark and I. Um, and th- he fixes small motors, and he's really, really good at it. And he, so he, he did fix part of my problem. He didn't fix it. He put a new ignition switch in. Coming to find out, it's a safety switch. And I did find there's a way to bypass it. So I'm just going to lift my seat, rip the safety switch out. Because now it's starting and it's doing everything, but it's going like it's going in and out of gear mm. while it's just sitting there. So it's still not completely. But I ran my motor to him over the one day when Derek and I got done fishing, and I pull over and I back up and like he's like, "What's going on?" I said spraying fuel through the inside. It's not wanting to run. Pop the hood. He goes, "Yeah, your choke tube going to here." He goes, "You're not getting any choke." He goes, "It's doing it." How do you know that? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm glad you do because you fixed it. Now it's running like crazy. You're Amish. Why do you know that? Mm-hmm. And he knows exactly every part. So you Mark, know, even my mower. He had the parts there for it. So, Mark, we're going to stop talking about Amish uh, ingenuity, and we're going to start talking about Hybrids 101 slash Striper 101 because our friend over here, Chris, he fishes for stripers in the ocean. The ocean. Yeah, yeah, the real ones. And yeah, the real ones. I think we should uh, have a hybrid slash striper 101 because we know a little bit about what we're talking about. Yeah, and we like to do this, and this is kind of our thing this time of year uh, for us locally, either whether it's for me in the river or I will fucking be on a boat every day if we can go do that stuff. So, no, you your know, river's your thing. Well, I will be anywhere that those things want to hit, and I don't give a fuck where it's at, whether it's in a river, a lake, a this or that. It doesn't matter to me. As long as they're on the end of my line, I want to be there. And I think that's one of the tough things with them is is they do take I really enjoyed that, though. 
And as, and as nice as it is to have them days like that, they're leaner than they are richer. You're going to, you know, you might get one day like that compared to 10 days where you don't get much with them. Because, I mean, these, the first and foremost thing is, is I fished them years ago and I took a break from them. And Let's talk like, kind of, what well, do you need when you got to start, though? Well, but I was going to, let's yeah. get to first and foremost is, is you're not learning a fish. You're learning a bait. So wherever you are, the first thing you need to do is understand what the bait is. That's that accurate is in salt going water to, too. And that's, yes. that's going to lead you to what gear you need, what line. Because you know what? If I'm fishing a D&D that's four inch and I'm trying to rip it down, an eight or a nine weight, a big eight or a nine weight is really nice. Or if I'm fishing a double-eyed fly and I'm jigging them at 30 feet, a 10 weight is going to be nice. But if I can get away with a raise or a flat wing or something i'd rather fish them on a six or a seven if i've got the whole lake to let them run who cares you've got all the room in the world so finding out what your bait fish is 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 number one is the where you're going to want to gear but realistically i mean i think starting off anything from a seven to a ten weight is going to be good so us locally we have either l wives or shad or shad we have gizzard or shad or gizzard shad yes so, and, I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. So, I mean, learning and where they so are is kind of the big thing. I do have a question. Aren't there two different kind of shad in our local? There is no, because... Or well, is it all just gizzard? Hickory. No, there is there is some, but there's not many. I mean, American main... No, because the hickory shad run with the American shad down towards the lower end. Okay. We don't. I don't believe we get any hickory here at all. Hmm. I don't know, hmm. but all wives are ah. part of the shad family. I've seen something else. There is another around, type, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, hundred percent. Just saying, in the river. Uh, yeah, I don't know down there. You might have some all wives, but anyway, go, go. But it could be something coming up out of the lower river too. Then I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know enough on that. I wasn't going anywhere else. I know. I just, <clears throat> I get, I, I get when I go down. If I get in s- certain situations, I can actually pick up bait. That are pushing up into the areas that I'm standing in. Yeah, and catch them with my fucking hands. And like Paul Bunyan with your dude, hands. I, I, dude, I just go down and I catch these bait. And I'll be catching like big bluegills, smallmouth, or shad, or anything. And I'll just grab them with my hands. And I'll be, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe. They have to be eating things that are just giant then. Because these fish are all... Freaking huge. How many shad <laughs> do we get yesterday snagged? Oh, they were big. Ton. Big. Good uh, size. I'm telling you, wait till you see the big ones there. Oh, like I know. Run, I know, dude. That's what oh I'm saying, dude. That's God, like when you you're see like them. 10 to 14. Mm-hmm. They're huge. Wow. That's what I'm saying in the river, even the same thing. Like, you yeah. see some of these shad that are just immense, and you're like, well, those things are just slurping them down like it's nothing. You can throw a musky fly right now for them. But. In this it is situation, we weren't. Um, but well, I, I, mean, think, I think as a standard, a three yeah. to five inch fly is all you're going to need anytime you're going to need. And again, I mean, you guys know more on the river side of things. I mean, the lake side, you're, you're mm-hmm. that's a standard bait. A three to five on a lake is perfect for that size, and it works great for smallmouth and largemouth. Yeah, and if you like catching largemouth, I mean, I was throwing a seven weight. I mean, and not a giant fly at all. I mean, either which way, I mean, I think you're going to 
you know, throw what you need to throw to get your fly in the place where you need to get it. Yeah, and I think also do the line, line. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean a sink four, sink three, sink five, something like there for a you know different deceivers, D and Ds, game changers, stuff like that. Anything from a three to five is great. An intermediate, if they're busting bait fish, is good. You could use a floater if you really need, but an intermediate's gonna dang near. Especially something like a, like the new Cortland. It's a 15-foot intermediate to a floating. Mm. That's a perfect one perfect, there. Perfect, yeah. Because then you can throw even something with a heavy head on it and use that to get down a few feet. You can throw something with even like a muddler or uh, not a muddler. Murdich. Murdich. And you can run a Murdich a foot down. That's a perfect line there to run top water a foot down to three feet. That's what I just put on my six weight. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Sink six. 15-foot. Mm. Or are you saying it's sink three? No, I was saying intermediate. intermediate. Oh, intermediate. Okay. Yeah, yeah but that this, would be a little slower, yeah. But the sinks, I mean, every there's there's an aspect for all. It just depends on what you want to throw. So if your tie flies, what kind of flies do you like to tie? Mm-hmm. Figure out what the weight distribution is, how it sinks, what you need to be to get to where you need to be, and figure out your line from there. Because if it's three to five inches and it looks like any of them, it's going to eat it. If it's a deceiver, if it's a double D&D, if it's a D&D, if it's a changer, they're going to eat it. So figure out what your weight distribution is to that fly to get it to that depth and run your line accordingly. Because the D and D is going to sink differently than a changer is. Yeah, and I like I was. We talked a little bit about earlier. You had a little heavier. I was running a three five I, three thirty grain off a nine weight. Off a nine weight. Yeah, I was. Running I just a, I just really like that nine weight, and I like cast it. That's why I used it. I was just running my sink. One that I usually use for hybrids in the river, and I knew that I threw, and I was throwing a decent-sized uh, holy diver, which is similar. It was yep. moving good down there, yep. but I, I just didn't feel like it was getting quite deep enough. And like I said, just switched to a game changer, which is it just it fit what I was throwing as far as rod and line better because it didn't have any resistance to the water with being any kind of deer hair in it, any kind of floating. It was just sinking right down. <laughs> now. Striper dragon. That's another fly that I want to get into tying a little bit more again for these. I used to tie them, and I got it, and I haven't tied them in years. That's a fun little fly. Mm. Explain it to me. Joe Calcovecchia fly. So what it is is you have a little bit of bucktail. You do chartreuse and white feathers, and then you have a little bit of bucktail in the body, and then the head is a spun deer hair, and then you trim it down to like a little circle. Oh, okay. So it's, it has like a little side-to-side action because of the spun deer hair, but it just holds the... If, if it has your truce in it, it's got to be right. Have you ever used uh, your mini Bufords? Not yet. No, Not but yet, we were just talking I, about I, that you know earlier what, today. I got the striper box sitting here, and I don't even have one in it. I didn't even take one. Yeah, I, th- I from from what you're explaining, it sounds like yeah, it would be good. Yeah, 100%. I, I, caught, I like caught one in the salt. I caught one in the salt on your white mini Buford. You know, we were talking about time of year and yeah. when to fish certain size flies certain times of year because I've noticed this time of year even fishing a smaller clouser. I mean, for river, you know, not the other day because we were fishing swim flies and that was all uh, the most fun you can have when, right. you're, when you're striper fishing. And if you can get to that. But yeah, that's what you're looking for is to get them on swim flies. Yeah, the, yeah, if, and that's the most fun. And but if you can, you know, even in the early spring, if you can get them on clouders and high water and this and that, as the, as 
in in the fall, I f- always find that I'll I'll start throwing almost to a decent size, like musky fly, even lo- even larger than this, which is probably seven eight inches. That I'll I'll start throwing for hybrids in white, you know, white and white and black and whatever it can be with like a grizzly hackle pattern. Kind of like a single minnow or a single Buford. Oh yeah, just singles. Usually just singles and. <laughs> the one thing I, I do, and uh, uh, we'll talk a little, just uh, with these, hi- uh, with the game changers, I always put a uh, another hook in them. Chad always used to get on me. Why? I You know, and I don't know why. Because um, the hybrid that hit the other day, it hit the, it hit the front, front fly, or the front hook. Uh, the, it hit the head. All the D&Ds ate the front hook, too. I smashed it. Um and I guess maybe just in case I throw him for a trout one day, I don't know. Um, I don't know. If you have confidence in it, it doesn't matter. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I might not, maybe I'll throw another 15 out in there. Sometimes I do. Maybe if I know I'm only going to fish it for hybrids, because I know they're going to probably swallow the whole fly. Right. But, but yeah, tie it how you want. Yeah. yeah it's only yeah. stupid if it don't work. Well, man. the only thing that hasn't worked for me one time was, it shook its head when I hooked when I just shoved my hand in its mouth, and then I got hooked to a hybrid. Huh. Ouch! That was yeah. still in the water, and mm. boy, it shook its head one good time. I bet. I, I was hurting. I, bet, I bet, huh? bet you after that first head shake, yeah. you really gripped oh, onto that you, fish. You, We're not gonna yeah, do a yeah. second round of that. And that's why that one that I hooked the other day, I'm like, well, Mark, I mean, I'm, you got a pair of pliers? Because I'm not reaching my hand into that net. Until the hook is out of that thing, because I'm not hooking myself to another one of those. I haven't again. been I haven't been strapped to a fish yet. I've been hooked a lot, but I have not been it strapped sucks. to a fish yet. So if you're gonna, you know, if you if you tie your changers, I like the uh, fifteen to fifteen to a uh, what did I say a s- number six uh, Gamaris, um, and then fifteen fifteen to a number two, and that works real well for me. Uh, for those fish in that size, um, are your tails fifteen as well off that number too? Yeah, the, yeah. And if I was gonna go smallmouth size, and I will use these for smallmouth depending on time of year, um, but if I was gonna go for a smallmouth size one, it'd be a little bit smaller. I would probably go even ten ten to a smaller hook, and then maybe a fifteen fifteen to another, maybe even a little bit smaller hook, even in the front, maybe. Uh, yeah, just a little smaller. Maybe, I don't know. The front hook might not be. I mean, like I said, I use those for smallmouth as well, depending on time of year. But they like smaller flies certain times of year as well. Right. Clear water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in the salt, uh, your primary bait. Now, I've primarily fished Massachusetts. I have, I have not gone to Connecticut or Delaware or any of the other states. But... Your primary forage in the spring and the summer are sand eels and crabs. So we are, we you've, are. Well, you've, <laughs> 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 we, we've talked about this before. Yeah, Man, you're real, you're real versed in the crabs, I guess. So Tra- you, you're, you're good at throwing those. <laughs> Tragically, yes. Uh, but I'm only throwing crabs when I'm sight fishing for fish. So if, if you're blind casting into a channel or a rip or anything like that, I'm, I'm not fishing crabs, but. This the sand eel, and you'll see them everywhere. I mean, it looks like uh, an ocean of black. So, like a 50, 50 foot diameter bait ball 
moving through and it'll move around you. And so if you're standing on a bank, you can see these huge bait balls moving around. And they're eels? No, they're, well, yes, they're, they're called sand eels. Uh, and, and they're about silver sides. So they're nope. The silver sides are separate. Uh, a sand eel is its own. It looks like a fish. It might be an eel. I don't know the entomology of it, but it's about three, four inches and it is skinny. I'm talking like pencil lead skinny. And that's all the thicker we tie those flies. And that'll, that'll hook 40 inch fish. No shit. No shit. The other, uh, in the fall, you're going to, you're going to find bunkers. The bunkers are going to move in the bunker minnow and you can run a bunker pattern, but the sand eels are still there. And so what I looked up today and I looked up a bunch of different shad, uh, family and the bunker is a shad mm-hmm. family, right? So it's not too far off. It doesn't look too got off far off from what we have here. No, it looks like a brown shad. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Uh, and you'll, you'll foul hook them. When you're like you guys did with Shad the other day, and so in the fall they're on a bunker feed, but they're always on a sand eel because the sand eels don't leave. But in the fall, I prefer to have a smaller sand eel on because if the albies come around, the albies won't take a bunker, but they'll take a small sand eel, and and the albies will will circle, so they'll do a couple hundred yard circle. I want to hear about what makes up a sand eel fly as well. Uh, our sand eel flies are like a long thin clouser, wouldn't it? That's all it is. Yeah. It's a long thin clouser. Okay. Uh, usually with deer or hair, a raised fly, uh, or a raised fly with green and white or brown and white. Hmm. That's it. Uh, and usually eyes. Usually have eyes on them. Uh, if you're if you're blind casting, because we're gonna you're gonna let it sink. You like know? weighted, like weighted, weighted eyes, corner yeah, weighted. Okay. Uh, and. It, it's a lot the same. You, you're fishing mm. an intermediate line. Uh, I prefer a type two intermediate because it gets it down a little faster and you're not getting hung up in the ocean, right? Like it's sand. and it's fucking weeks. ocean. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're fishing a clouser, so the hook's... Po- up anyway. Yeah, pointing up anyway. So that's that's really it for for my striper fishing. M- now, Mark tied me up some, some raised flies and uh, what was it? Deceivers. Flat, flat wings. And some flat wings. And they worked, they worked really well as well. But there's, there's really two types of, of fly, three types of fly fishing on the Cape for stripers. You can stay in the surf and blast the surf, which is a ton of fun. Uh, you'll see a lot of the two-hander guys just ripping on 120, 150 feet of lines. And, and they do well, but you're beaching your fish there and letting it go. Uh, it's not my preferred way to do it because it usually involves running, and I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> you <laughs> Too don't look much like, cardio. You don't look like you sign up for much running. <laughs> no, absolutely you're like 5K uh, in the town? Yeah, 5K is great. I'm not running it. I don't believe in running. I'll beca- be at the finish line. Because uh, if something is if something is threatening me enough that it's going to eat me or kill me, it can catch me. <laughs> so we're just going to go toe-to-toe, right? So I'll, like a bear. I can't outrun a bear. I, yeah. can't, I can't outrun any of my friends. I know I'm the one that is either going to get eaten by or have to beat the shit out of a bear. And I'm going to give it my damn I'm going to damn well try. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
So I prefer... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stand at a distance. We're just all going to watch you. <laughs> Chris, bear fight. That, huh? That's what it'll come down to. <laughs> hey, Mark, you got a gun right. I Mark, feel like you would take gun. your shirt off to fight a bear. <laughs> no, we have to watch this before I shoot this bear. So, Sorry, uh, uh, my preferred is sight fishing, and there's phenomenal sight fishing uh, on the Cape. Uh, the only issue is it's New England. So, if you go there for two weeks, you could have 14 days of bluebird skies and low winds or medium winds or whatever, or you could have 14 days of overcast and storms. It's... It's a crapshoot. So if you go to Cape Cod for a week thinking you're going to sight fish every day that week, you're wrong. You need to go for at least 10 days, and you might get two or three days of sight fishing in. The rest is you're finding rips, you're finding drop-offs. You're, you're timing the tides, you're timing the moons to figure out where these fish are moving through. And there are, there are go-tos. You know, you, you know you've got these fish channels. You know the fish are coming through there. But, you know, May, you're looking at schoolies, which are fun. I mean, you'll have 50 to 100 fish days on schoolies. It's a blast. How big is a schoolie? 12 to 18 inches, roughly. Uh, and, and they're fun, again. But we're throwing 10 weights because we're throwing all day, usually into the wind. And a 12-inch striper on a 10 weight, it's pretty quick. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, you just you just rip it in and go. But... But with those little ones, into June, the big boys start to show up, and that's that's a lot of fun. And June has more sight fishing days than May. But the fall, if you're looking for big fish, it's the fall because they're running back down on the migration. And those, those fish have eaten the entire way up and most of the way down. And if you can get some real nice days, you're going to see some really, really big fish. Fatties. Yeah. But as far as forage goes... It's really sand eels and uh, and bunkers in the fall and and crab patterns in the summer. Sight fishing for them, but Mark just tied uh, an eel, a game changer eel. And whenever we're out there, these spin guys are putting live eels on, blasting them out there, and they are catching giant fish. So my next trip up, I'm gonna get a couple of those eels, a couple different sizes. And see how it works. Just blast some casts out there. Worth a shot. Yeah, let it sit. You know, let let the let the tide take it, let the current take it, and see what happens. So I'm I'm really excited to try those. Cool. I'm liking it. So if you want to fish hybrids and or stripers, grab yourself a seven, two, and or nine weight. We would say. Yeah. A, uh, salt water. I'd take your, a ten. Yeah, even ten. My my. Depending dad. on your situation, I I mean. Grab the line that fits you best. Um, flies are fishing. What you're going to be doing. It, every situation is always going to be a little bit different. Uh, those fish aren't for the faint of heart. That's like going. That's not smallmouth fishing. That's like going out for. That's like going out for a real fucking fish. They're mm-hmm. not easy to fish for. If you can get them busting bait in the local place, be a lot you of downtime in. waiting. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. just Mark and I, we had to fish it out. You know, we fished hard. You know, wasn't wasn't simple. Yeah, they don't just pop right up. No. there's gonna be a lot of waiting them out if they're down. But if boy, you don't want to dredge them. Even that, but boy, when you get into one, boy, wasn't the best night or the best day. Now, the hybrids do not naturally reproduce. 
Is that correct? No. Correct. They, they stock our leg with those. Yep, that's sterile. what I thought. Oh, yep. I thought they were sterile like same a tiger. Same thing, like, yeah. Same they thing, stock, like they stock all the lakes with those around here because all the lakes have shad that they... Shad control, baby. Exactly. Yeah. Do they stock that lake by me that has a shad problem? I didn't think so. They probably should. That's what the muskies are for. <laughs> yeah, they also sh- they also will do that and stock muskies or other things for them. Uh, uh, they'll do a lot of uh, catfish stocking for them as well. Um, catfish take quite a bit of them, and catfish will hang out with those. Right there with a largemouth. <laughs> well, <gasps> I have a place in my heart for a catfish, man. I love me a good flathead. All right, channel cat. Okay, I could take. That's it or a leave little it. different. Channel, Channel cat, cat and largemouth, they're six and one half dozen. Well, hey, since Jim just piped in and we're going to leave the hybrids, um, Jim had an airing of grievances last week that we didn't get to get to, and I want to hear before we shut the show down. I have to pee. Mark's leaving too. Air your grievances. Air the time. You keep them busy. You got it. All right, so I happen to partake in the panfish madness at one of our local lakes recently. Oh boy. And while I was sitting on this causeway in the middle of the night. You didn't take your boat? You were No, 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 no. This was just strictly shore fishing. This was just a a spur of the moment trip just going out and, you know, trying to get some fish for the freezer. Nice. So, get out there, slaughtering fish. I mean, absolutely slaughtering fish. Everybody on this causeway was just pulling fish left and right. Crappie? Crappies. Um, there was a couple smaller walleye mixed in, which, to be honest with you, with the amount of crappie that were in there, I figured we would pick up some walleyes, but I didn't think that we were going to get small ones. I thought they were just going to be those the giant tanker ones that are falling right. in the smaller fish. But all of the crappies, sub nine inches. So if you remember, not that long ago, I made a post... Hashtag release the nines. Uh-huh. That was because of that evening. So I'm sitting there on this wall catching all these fish. And I put, you know, I started off my evening. I put two 10-inch fish in a bucket. And then every fish I caught after that was like either like right on the spot with nine inches or smaller. So you know what? I took those two 10-inch fish after, you know, catching 20 fish that were sub subsize i'm not going to kill these two fish because i'm at that point i'm not going to clean fish for two fish right especially 10 inch crappies absolutely so i throw them back in these guys that are down to my right watch me throw these fish back into the water over and over and over again and you know they do the usual you know oh you know you know hey man we'll keep those i'm like nah you know we're gonna throw them in so at one point i make a comment to the guy down the wall alongside of me as a hey those are some awful chrome bluegill you're throwing in that bucket down there well he didn't like it so you know he's like oh yeah well you know you keep whatever you want here you know i'm keeping legal fish only okay whatever fine then but these guys watch me throw i'm not shitting you 30 fish back in that water i wasn't keeping a fish i had a i had a kill limit in my mind i'm not keeping a crappie that's under 12 inches like 11, 12 inches, that's it. That's my cutoff. Is there a is there a size limit nine. for crappie? It's nine. Nine is the limit. Nine. So they were keeping illegal fish. Oh, think? yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to openly call somebody out. I mean, if you're feeding your family or doing whatever you're doing, that's fine. It's on you. But I could tell that these guys, you know, by the nah, gear bullshit. That, by the gear that they had and shit, don't you don't do what need you're not no allowed to do. In, you don't need no damn seven inch crappie to feed your family. You got a three hundred dollar crappie combo sitting over there in your lap. Look like, at you, you three hundred. No offense, you fat bastard. You look like you're about to go grab Arby's before you eat all this fucking crappie. You dickhead. What did he do? I, I, was, he was, I was just saying, I wasn't trying to make fun of him. I wasn't trying to make fun of How did people. we get here? It's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, where, what the fuck got Chris into got you? pulled into this out of nowhere. <laughs> just saying, I wasn't trying to offend you by bending numbers, but you, you see a fat guy in a crappie bucket, and he's pulling these small-ass crappie, per se, and I don't know if the guys you were talking about were skinny or fat, but you know they could have been some fat old dude. It was yeah. dark, and all they had was headlamps. Okay. Who They're knows? Asked. Asshole with two legs. And somehow they landed. They were an asshole with two legs. No, they were asshole with two legs. No matter what size. So one was his size. One was mine. Could have been and we were both fucking Could have been assholes. a fifty with a yeah. nine inch beak. Yeah. yeah. No, oh yeah. Yeah. Like fuck Chris. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, like so to wrap up my airing of grievances, if you're in a fishery and you know going into it that you're gonna catch panfish in a quality that you're going to be able to obtain fish that are between 12 to 15 inches in the crappie world, don't keep an 8-inch fish. Let it go. Save it for later. Don't take it right now. And you know what? The next guy may take it, may not take it. But don't be that guy because then you know what? You can't bitch next year whenever all you're doing is catching small fish. Yeah, and uh, should we talk about it being against the law? It is 100% against the law. <laughs> that is besides the point, but still, I mean, it's against the law. It's against the law. Yeah. Well, yeah, it sucks being out there with Hashtag guys, release the nines. Knuckle draggers. Yeah. Sucks being out there with knuckle draggers. It does, but it's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. We went into this tangent whenever it didn't get recorded, and I'm not going to redo it again. Yeah, Mark went nuts again. Good. It, you did. You. It's that now deleted. It's fine. It is now deleted. Yeah, we're we'll, going to let it die. Mark Mark will get pissed off one of these days, and he'll go back into it again. Oh, yeah. And it'll, come, it'll, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll have back. our good times yeah, back yeah. and forth. I turned the podcast on, and I was like, uh-oh. And I, I fast-forwarded it through. You Maybe even gave us kudos. So you're like, good job, guys. You did a great job. It's up. It's posted. And then you're like, well, Bad. nobody doesn't to listen to Mark anyway, right? No. I was just joking. Not, no, it was it was actually there was a lot of, of great information that was lost last week. Yeah. Uh there was it it's was like a good how you should be smarter and educate our people so we have don't have to worry about the situations we talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Because ninety percent of the situations we talk about are down to educating people. Yeah. You're right. Education is the mm-hmm. right the right key. And it doesn't have to be schooling. No, education about just the outdoors. Etiquette, yeah. period. What's, 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 what's important in life? There's certain things that your fellow outdoorsmen should and should oh, not do. Oh, man. Do you you can fix it. Like I said, we can fix it in one one swoop. Make them fishing licenses 200 bucks. Boy. Do you know how many people saw me catch that fish the other day? I'd pay it. Well, I, I would, too. When we, when yeah, we were there I mean, the other I night. Per- I mean, what, what are you going to uh, do? Are you going to not pay it and not fish? I don't know that I'd buy the 10-year. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well, them lifetime oh, licenses yeah, just went yeah, to a premium. Yeah, oh, we're talking about Mark's prices on the. Um, no, I was talking about uh, like the other night. How many like 
boy, to have that whole lake to ourselves. We were there by our whole... Th- but no, there was nobody else there. Luckily Not for now, it's that soul. way. It was so nice just to have some place to yourselves. And it felt like, man, I was like, man, I feel like I'm on Berkey Street, but I'm not catching Berkey's. You Give know, it I felt like I'm just in the middle of nowhere by myself. There's not another boat. On, but we watched some boats come yeah, in and like, out. Give it another month. Well, I, I was there in the morning. There was in that is exactly there's a lot of boats. We ran, why we you ran seen into Mr. one. But, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a lot. No, I didn't it felt like it was a ton. There was more in the morning, but they all started peeling off about six o'clock. Yeah, because the wind sucked. No, the wind was. But yeah, can you blame them? That day, you and I fished. Uh, we we had hours left where we could fish, and we were just fighting the wind all day. And I looked at Mark, and I'm like, I'm cool. You? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> this just sucks. Yeah. Well, it, it sucks. got to the... So I use the remote on my trolling motor, and I end up, because uh, I can't use a pedal, because I don't have feeling in my left foot. Uh, so I got the pedal out for Mark. I'm like, Mark, will you run the pedal yeah, <laughs> so, so I can bad. fish? It, the wind was that bad. Normally, I can keep up. I can, in an okay wind, I can keep up with the trolling motor and casting. I can't do what you guys did on the lake. Are talking about with a toggle in your hand? Yes. And you also have the pedal? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I just can't use the pedal because I don't have feeling in my left foot. So if I'm using the pedal in my right foot, I don't know if I'm standing on this foot or not because I can't feel huh. it. And I can't use the pedal with my left foot because I can't feel it. Man, you know what the so bad part is? So you have to at least Your stand pedal, on one of the ones you feel. Correct. That pedal you have is ridiculously nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice oh, pedal. Oh, is that thing sweet? You're the Mr. Deeds of fly fishing. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <you> <laughs> um, next week, or not next week, we're not going to have a podcast next week because it's Mother's Day, right? It's not yet. No, I think it's a week after. Okay, so next week we're going to have Shane in. Nice. And we're going to have Smoked Food Talk. Excellent. And uh, that'll be... What meat you down to now? What's that? What meat you down to now? Any of them. We're going to talk some... Even if it isn't that, it's grilled grilled food. We can do grilling. You know, we can talk about poultry. We can do steaks. Any of it. All of it. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to food. I mean, on on these... On these events that we talk about smoked food, I mean, you could always, you know, bring some said smoked food. You know, that's a great idea. You know what? We you should have, have Shane to... bring us some smoked food. We might have to. <laughs> well, well, I will talk to Shane, and maybe next weekend we might have to talk about maybe having something smoked here. I mean, if we're going to have go Chef's Corner, right let's have Chef's my, Corner. My, my, uh, my, my, my cousin is really cool, and he might be in for that. I was talking to him a bunch today. He wants to get out fishing. He saw that hybrid, and he's like, man, can I go do that? What's he doing? Oh, no, it wouldn't work. Scratch that. Not not, not this time, but we're going to get him out there wherever, wherever, whatever it be. But got to get him out there. Uh, but uh, next week, he'll be in to talk some food. Um, he He's uh, dying to get in here and hang out with the guys. And uh, yeah, Shane's good people. I like Shane Yeah, we got to get back to the food talking. We did our nice little 101 tonight, uh, airing of grievances tonight. And uh, Mark, who were we brought to? Yeti. Bye. Built for the wild. Sam's oh. Fishing. Check out all. They got their new ice buckets out. Did you see those? No. Yeti, they've got a drink bucket now, like a 
handheld $150 double wall insulated drink bucket. Like, you oh, know, so like a souped up igloo. Yeah. Like, well, like when you go to like a resort or something and you buy a bucket of beers, Yeti makes a bucket now with a lid and it's double wall insulated. It looks pretty sweet. Hmm. Oh man. That's, it's gotta be good though. It's gonna be awesome. It can't be bad. That chair of yours, by the way. <laughs> Dude, the chair. Oh, that chair. Oh my god, that chair was ridiculous. Lombardo sat in the chair and said, This fits me. It's like I'm ten- gonna buy one of it's these. Like tension lock. You gotta like push it in and lock it out. Oh yeah, I love that chair. Sims, check out their new G4 line. We got Cortland. Doesn't matter what it is. Musky, bike, small water, small mouth, striper. They got a line for you. And A-Rex Hooks, fresh or salt water. Check them out at arexhooks.com. Friends of the show, Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding. He's got his F3T coming up, doesn't he? Next weekend or the week after, or it was this weekend? In, uh, in, in their town, yes. Yeah, in their town. Uh, so if, uh, if you have a chance, go check that out. If you didn't check ours out, which you should have. Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management. Thomas Schenk at Chippewa River Custom Rods. Our friends over at Muskie Fool and the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. I didn't see the results from their tournament this weekend. They had the Three Rivers chapter versus Nittany Valley, Nittany Valley tournament this weekend. And I'm, I'm curious who won that. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, as always, go check out the Facebook page. Uh, shoot us a message if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you have any show topics or guests you would like to see. Put it on the Facebook page. Thanks a lot, guys.